Yo. Yo. Sorry, I, to, I was playing Elden Ring. I had to save my save my shit. Yeah, sorry. I <laughs> I had a uh, I don't know what crazy technical issues, but uh I, I would have discovered that sooner because normally I set all this up like ten minutes before we start. But I was <laughs> I was playing Elden Ring too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was what was the uh, the problem? I don't know. Um, I had recently installed a an audio uh, software program that makes you a better singer. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, that uh, to use for like uh, file conversion and stuff that I found was a little more consistent. But I guess it, unbeknownst to me, installed uh, some sort of driver, and then it that conflicted with Pro Tools, and so I had like oh, no. No inputs or outputs. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, you got to be careful. Like I, that shit happens to me sometimes. You know, you uh, install a new program and Stupid. you got to be careful to uncheck certain boxes sometimes because it'll be like, oh, it's also going to, you know, yeah. install this. And I fucking hate that shit. This one, there was, <clears throat> there were no boxes, but <laughs> it's uh, not legal software. So they they probably just, oh, oh, didn't, right. they, they probably just took that checkbox out and i didn't notice yeah yeah um, but yeah what so happens anyway. when you're in the, the wild west of, of the uh, cyberspace you know this what is I mean? true this is true when you're a pirate pirate shit happens pirate shit happens but you figured it out yeah yeah i uninstalled it and i'll i'll spend more time with it next week yeah we're here now all right so uh i know we got a lot of stuff to get into but yeah Elden Ring. so we've been talking about but like you've been giving me tips on like how to you know good areas of farm for runes and all that kind of shit I discovered a couple of days ago, because I think I mentioned before where it's like, you know, I'm still getting my, you know, my head wrapped around this game and like all the shit, like I'm going through the lands, just collecting shit, not really knowing what the fuck it does. And a couple of days ago, I was just going through my inventory. I'm like, okay, what is all this? Like, what am I carrying? And I discovered, I know you already know this, uh, what these golden runes mm. do. Yeah. I had no fucking clue. And I had a shit ton of them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they give me free runes. Yeah. So I had, I had, man, I had like 20 of them. So I just used them all. Yeah. And so, so my, and I know that this, my, this farming technique is, you know, it's not, it's not as good as some of the ones you just explained to me, but for someone on my level, it's a little safer. So at the church of L, if you go out at night and you know you've got those guards, yeah. those knights that are patrolling, right? So you got to go out at night, you know, obviously kill the knights and all that. You know, you get some a little bit of, of room. I think it's sixty-seven for a regular kill, but if you uh, execute them from behind, mm -hmm. and I just discovered this too that if you parry, do a powerful swipe, they'll kind of kneel down in front of you, right? In like a like stun, and you can sometimes do a critical from there too. And if you do that, you get 77 rooms. So I do my best to get those kind of kills. Uh, so I do that. And also because it's at nighttime, you know, those skulls that glow. Mm -hmm. You break those, you roll on top of them and they give you golden runes. Yeah. And that area has a shit ton, not a shit ton, but there's quite a few. Like if you just kind of circle around that area when it's at, when it's at night, like you'll find at least four or five of those uh, shining or illuminated illumined illuminating skulls yeah you know so roll over those i crack those skulls open i get the golden runes i do that for or i've been doing i was just doing it right now uh for a couple of different tries and i leveled up real quick 
Nice. Uh, I'm now uh, 24, which, Dope. you know, I'm getting better. Uh, I'm putting a lot of my uh, my uh, my attributes into uh, leveling up my vitality or vigor okay. uh, for my hit points, um, strength, um, and then whatever to govern stamina. Um, I forget what that is. I think but yeah, be, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I'm at a point now where I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm still very low on the totem pole. But uh, yeah, it takes it takes a lot now. Like I, I had four th- about approximately like four thousand runes, and it cost me like thirty nine hundred just to upgrade yeah. Uh, yeah. my vigor. They, they do so, a good job of like even if you're gaming the system to get runes, like it 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 gets more expensive to level up exponentially. Yeah. So yeah. 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 And I knew that'd be the case, but I was like, damn, already. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, go to that Ferrum Great Bridge. I, I, I try. I, I try looking for it. Uh, when the day you told me uh-huh. uh, when we saw Batman, and because uh, you, I saw on the map where it is that you showed me. So I'm, I was over there. Um, I haven't discovered it. That area is kind of fucking brutal. The area is scary. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That, uh, you know, that's that's what's like. <sighs> speaking this, of scary, yeah. Just now, before I, I, you know, we got on here with you, I'm in Limgrave. Near this like swampy area where there's these giant crabs. I was just that's where I just was. Oh, for real? Yeah. I finally decided. I was like, you know, I'm gonna kill this fucking dragon that I've been scared of. And so I killed all those crabs. I can kill them in like three or four hits now. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm. Yeah. It takes like the big crabs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I was able. I was surprised because I just I was like, fuck it, let me let me test this out. And I was surprised that yeah, I was able to uh, to lay it down. He got some hits in me. It took me more than three or four hits. I think maybe like six or seven. Okay, and you know you can level up your weapons too, right? Um, yeah, with the smithing stones smithing and all stones, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, but no, but so I was okay. So you know the area I was in. So I was in that area. So if you, so if you're, if you're at that marsh where those crabs are, you turn around, and there's like this road, and there's this one horseback guy who goes back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these like kind of like too. zombie guys. I don't fuck with the guy on the horse. And then these like zombies like doing shit, something in the dirt. So I was killing those little zombie guys because I can kill them with like oh, one yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, a fucking giant bear just popped up out of the fucking yeah, ground. Yeah, those bears are brutal. It was the first time I saw one. I was like, what the? And I was like, we were talking about everything in this fucking place wants to kill you. And so I started running from, <laughs> I started running, run, trying to get on my horse. But as soon as I, I had to stop and I went for the horse, he fucking pawed me yeah. and just wrecked me. And thankfully, I, I had already leveled up, so I didn't have much in the way of rooms to lose or anything like that. I was like, man. This game is like, it's so amazing because the strength of all the FromSoft games, aside from the gameplay, um, which is always really, really good, but like their art direction and the atmosphere that they create, like nobody does it as well. I don't don't think. I don't think anybody does it as well. Like even Rockstar, like their strength is story and... and, and, uh, They're very cinematic with their stuff. Yeah, and details and stuff, but like just on atmosphere and vibe and I've never seen a better game. And like you're, at least for me, I'm so curious about every area, but I'm also so terrified of every area. And especially when I go into like a new area and I see new kinds of enemies, I'm like, Oh fuck, they can fuck me up bad. And so like, yeah, like I've been really exploring a ton of places, finding like all these crazy spots and like crazy enemies and bosses and and like I'll just I'll die but I, I'm I'm so like 
I'm so invested to keep exploring, but I'm every time, every step I'm like, ah, fuck, I'm scared. And like, sometimes I'll literally like just stop walking or stop riding in the game and just stand there and look at what's in front of me, like in the distance and be like, I really want to go there, but like, I'm legitimately scared (laughs) to walk any further. I, 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 I feel you with that. Everything you said a thousand percent, like playing this game is a tense experience. Uh, just for everything you said. I mean, because you know, like, I mean, fucking enemies will just fucking pop out of nowhere. They're unexpected. And you you were constantly kept on your toes. Yeah. Constantly. And yeah, every time that, but but the thrill of discovery is, yeah. is omnipresent in this game. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and like they you make said, it a constant. It's a, you can yeah. constantly discover things. There's secrets everywhere. It's, it, yeah. Yeah, and it's and like you said, I mean, it makes it fun when you get to a part of the map and you unlock a part of the map you hadn't been before. You're at the same time exhilarated and then terrified. Like, oh man! Like, I mean, you told me you you know you're playing uh, uh, two handed with your weapon. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell you do that shit, man. I need a shield, and I mean, I mean, I st- the shield honestly, it's probably more of a mental help in my mind. Yeah, yeah, thinking yeah. I no, can shield, block shields shit. are good. Shields are good in this game. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, they don't really seem to help me in combat a whole lot. I've recently switched, um, to using one handed and then I do the, the finger thing so I can do like casting in the other ones, not like with a wand, but I use, I told you before I picked up this, um, incantation called a dragon breath rot. Yeah. And so like I use it and a big dragon head pops up and it spews the scarlet rot shit. And that has allowed me to progress far. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I use, like, if I go to a boss, for example, like when I, I beat Margit the Fell, who was <laughs> so, I ran, so intense. I ran into him. So intense. I, I, I ran into him looking for that spot you were telling me about. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, fuck. And, and I, I wasn't even trying to go, trigger. You can actually go around the castle. I think, yeah. You, you can bypass it without, and then, yeah, there's a number of ways. And there's also a warp. I'll show you where the warp is to go to the that spot where I farm. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so like I'll, I'll summons like my soldier guys. And then while they're just tanking and drawing direction, I'll blow that dragon rot. And if I can do two dragon rots, I'll kill most things. Yeah. And then if it's like a big boss, if I can do it four times, they're dead. There's no, no chance. Okay. So what's, what's this gimmick that you're using to cast? I know you, you explained it to me on Tuesday or on a, on a, when did we see Batman? Friday. No, Wednesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So what is that thing? What's it called? Uh, it's, it's, it's an item, right? It's an item. I hold it in my offhand, my left hand. Is um, it the finger curling thing? Because I got yeah. something called a finger curl. And I'm I, like, think, the f- I think that's what it, there is a finger thing that you hold to like go to, to like go into other people's games and attack them. Okay. Um, I think that's what I have. Okay. And it actually looks like a finger. This thing looks like two metal uh uh, rods essentially okay all right yeah, I don't because I because that. i started as a confessor i was able to cast incantations and do melee excuse me so yeah um so confessor you start with two incantations you there's like a small healing one and then a um like an assassin step so your footsteps are silent okay yeah but i've got then, i've got I've got a spell called Urgent Heal or something like that. Okay, if you have but that, I, then you but have I don't know. Things. I don't know how to use it. Oh. I spent like thirty minutes trying to figure out how do I fucking you, you use need, this thing. You need those things in your left hand. Oh, so I can't activate it unless I have that. You have to have those things in your okay. left hand, and then you press L one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Because I'm like, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, like I, I randomly came across an area and there was like this big dome and um, like a, like a giant robot in front of it. A giant robot? <laughs> kind of like a robot. Yeah. yeah and so like I, I, I just ran inside this building and I was like, fuck that robot. <laughs> and then I, I went all the way down. It takes you down this huge elevator. And then there's these giant fucking ants, like huge ants. And so I start trying to make my way and I found like, oh, I'm in a, a dungeon. Like, I, okay, I didn't realize this game is, there's no loading screens. It's fucking seamless. I know. Yeah. Once you get into the game, it's, it's all there. It, it's know? amazing. Yeah. And uh, so now I'm in this sprawling fucking cave, giant bugs everywhere. And then, so I'm like killing these things and I, I finally make my way I, into this area and there's like a huge castle and there's a merchant back there. So I found the merchant and then like I couldn't kill all these enemies because there's this giant thing above you like shooting like spears at you or magical meteorite things. So I run past that motherfucker and then I'm running down through more caves and there's like water and it's like getting all murky. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And then there's this I come to this spot and um, I took a picture and through the opening, I see like all these they look like ash not statue, but like, like, like if a bunch of people were praying or praising something and then they got burned alive and then were turned okay. to ash. Yeah. There's like all these things staring up and with their hands raised to this giant like skeleton sitting in a huge throne that's like bigger than the screen. And I'm just sitting there right before I go in and I'm like, I was petrified. I was like, fuck, I don't want to go in there, but I really want to see what's in there. I, I'm, I'm, I've been petrified listening to this story ever since you told me you went down this long fucking elevator into this fucking dungeon with giant fucking so ants. I don't know if you can see. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, y'all, damn. Yeah, that's dope, man. So, yeah, so I'm in this area. I'll, and there's Holy this shit. giant thing sitting there, and there, here's all the people. Yeah. Over and so I finally get up the courage to go in, and then I don't know if that thing comes alive later, but... I don't know, because this giant, like, half-dragon, half-man boss jumps out of nowhere, and I got it down to, like, maybe half-life, half and then it, it destroyed me. It got me. you. Yeah. Wow. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. such a good game, man. It's so it good. Is. It is. It's, uh... I'm uh, I'm definitely on board with this. I'm one. so excited. I, I don't know if anybody. I don't know if we mentioned this last time, but um, oh, I think we did. But yeah, like when B first got the game, he texted me like a few hours after he got it because he said he was going to get it, and I was like, I hope you like it. But in the back of my head, I was like, man, he's not going to like it. He doesn't like open world games. He doesn't like fantasy stuff. Like he's not going to like. I like this fantasy shit. stuff. You do not. I do. I do. You don't. It's and, just got to be uh, good fantasy. <laughs> and. Uh, and then, yeah, sure enough, a few hours later, he texts me. He's like, I don't get it. And I was like, God damn it, that sucks. And then, I, for whatever reason, he kept playing. And now, obviously, you hear that he, he's into it. But, yeah. I kept playing because I fucking shit coffee, $60. It's like, <laughs> it's, that's why I kept playing. I was like, I'm going to have fun with this, God damn it, one way or the other. Whatever I'm it takes. i getting my money's worth. Yeah. But whatever no, it just, it uh, yeah, it just took me a while to get, like I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm a newbie when it comes to, uh, to these type of games, to their type of games. Yeah. So, and like I said, I mean, as you can hear from this, there's still a lot of shit that I'm discovering that I'm learning, um, which again, honestly, is you know, is what's enjoyable about it because I'm not, I'm used because I'm not used to their uh, their games from mm -hmm. software's games and their style and approach. Uh, it's all very novel and new to me, right. and at the same time, the game itself is so good and and uh, and exciting, and it just. It feels like it feels like for me. It feels like I'm playing something just brand fucking new. Yeah, you know, uh, and it's yeah. I mean, I haven't been 
I would say Sifu, I was very compelled to play that. Like when I wasn't playing it, I was like thinking about it, thinking about, okay, what I could do to, you know, get better. And it's the same thing with this. Yeah. You know, like I'm act like I'm, I look forward to booting it up, you know, doing my work and be like, okay, I think I could, I could get at least 30 minutes in of uh, Elden Ring, you totally. know, get, get some rooms, <laughs> you know, and then get back to work. So now, nah, I mean, hey, kudos to, uh, to those cats, man, everybody involved. I found I was in this area that it was, I was too low level to be in. And, uh, that's like, like the entire fucking game. Most of the game. Yeah. <laughs> and like in this, in this area, there's like these giant crows that'll decimate you. I've and seen then, them. I've seen yeah, them. Okay. And then there's also I've, in the distance giant, and I did not approach. Yeah. And then there's also these giant dogs that are like T-Rexes, but dogs. Yeah. And I can't fuck with any of them. And then like some jumped out at me. So I started running and then I see like soldiers in the distance and like, you know, soldiers will fight other shit. Yeah. So like I, as I was running, the bird went away, but then it started to go away. But then I aggroed like on purpose. I aggroed like these, these group of soldiers and I made them chase me. And then I ran ahead and I aggroed the bird again. And then I ran back and I made them, you made them, the you made them fight. Yeah. <laughs> and then they fought. And then I just hung back until only one was left. And then I killed that one. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like that. You know, there's shit that's going on in the world outside of just you. Yeah. Um, like I think I, I mentioned to you one, one time I was in Limgrave somewhere and like up in the distance, I could see, you know, these soldiers fighting these other preachers or whatever. And it's like, oh, man, I'm I'm staying clear from them. Mm -hmm. Let them do their thing. Uh, but I like that. It just makes the world feel that much more uh, uh, lived in. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's it's not just about you. There's shit yeah. going on. Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So, yeah, uh, I uh, yesterday I had a great day yesterday. I. uh my son's birthday was on Wednesday, the 9th. And so I picked him up that day at school or after school. And uh, we just did like cake and presents here. And I made dinner. And then Thursday morning, I got him ready to go to school. So he's got his uniform on. We had breakfast. I pack his book bag. We get in the car. And school is like five minutes from our house. Um and it's taking a little longer. That's convenient as hell. Yeah. That's part of the reason I picked this place. Yeah. Um, and he he was like, are we going a different way? Because it was taking a long time. And I was like, yeah. And then a little bit later goes by. I was like, oh, I made a wrong turn. And then like 45 <laughs> minutes later, <laughs> he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, nothing, man. Nothing. He's like, okay. Sit back, relax. Enjoy yeah. the ride. And then go into this parking lot. I have my parking reservation. We park, we get out, we get on this bus. And he's still like not really sure what the hell's going on. And I took him to Disneyland. We're at Disneyland. And he was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, happy birthday. Um, and we had the best fucking time at Disneyland, man. That's awesome, man. What it time you guys so get there? so much fun. We got there at like 930. And then um, it took like 30 minutes to wait for the, to go through the line and the checkpoint to get to, to the bus and then in there. So we got like into the park at like, like 10. Oh, 10-ish? Okay. And then we left at like six or something like that. Oh, nice. You got the whole day in, man. Whole day, man. And uh, yeah, we had the best time. They, they have this thing, it's an app 
So it's like for an extra $20 a ticket, maybe it's $40 a ticket, I don't remember, but you can get this thing called the Genie Plus, and it's like how you get fast passes and stuff, which they call Lightning Lane now. And that shit was great. That shit was great. Wait, what was the Lightning thing or this other Genie thing? The Lightning? So so you use the Lightning things through this Genie program. Oh, through the app. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And like, so like while you're waiting in line for something, you can get a a Lightning Lane for another ride oh shit and then there's a timed window so you have an hour from whenever they say you can use it you have like an hour window to go to any time in that hour and you basically walk right on um and you can do that like i think it's like two or three times per hour like so you can't just like spam it and do everything gotcha gotcha um but that shit was amazing man so like anything under 30 minutes um we wouldn't do it and then anything that was like over an hour or over 30 minutes i would do that and so in you know, whatever the eight hours we were there, we did, including lunch. Like if we count lunch as an activity, we did 10 things. Wow, man. Yeah, it was dope. Damn. It was fucking dope. I have never, like I've been to Disneyland, of course. I mean, it's been a long time since I've been, but, uh, the last time I went, I don't even think fast pass was a thing. Yeah. Uh, and I remember going, I mean, we definitely did not do 10 things and we were there for a long time. We might've gone on like four rides yeah. or something with all the waiting that we had to do. So that's cool, man. Definitely. I mean, that sounds worth it. You know, it's, uh, it's beyond worth it. I, I, w- yeah. I would never not get it. It's, it's for an extra twenty dollars. It, it's stupid. And it's expensive. For, the ticket's expensive already. So it's, it's already like expensive. If, if you're going to, you know, put down the money for the ticket, you might as well, you know, what's 20 or 30 more dollars just yeah. to save an extra a, 20, 40 bucks or whatever and, and do it. It's, it's beyond worth it. Yeah. Oh, and man, then I, awesome. I paid another like. $20 or $40 total so we could do this other Star Wars. There's two Star Wars rides. I was going to ask about the Star Wars stuff over there. So, okay, so so we did we did Haunted Mansion first and then we went to the Millennium Falcon, the Smuggler's Run thing, which okay. is dope. It's dope. You're uh the whole Star Wars area is really cool. Um but that's, that's that's in the park proper. That's not a separate mm-mm, charge mm-mm. or something. No, no, no. It's to experience. The, it's okay. Park, yeah. So, um, you're in the millennium Falcon, like you walk in and you see the walls and the lights and it's all curved like that. And it, even as someone like, I, I love star Wars, but we've talked about this before. Like we're not like fanboys. Like I, we're not, I yeah, yeah, we're not diehards. Yeah. I love star Wars. It's great, but that's it. Like, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. But there is something man about walking into the fucking millennium Falcon and, and, and seeing like the padded curved walls and the lights and just being like, Oh wow. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and uh so you're in a group of groups of like six and they give you a color and then you're assigned and then like so it was Grayson and I and then these four people, other people, and luckily they were all very like fun and energetic, so it was we had a lot of fun. And everybody takes a seat in this Millennium Falcon and you all have a job. You're just pushing buttons, you know, that's yeah. like when they light up you push them. And uh, you know, so on the screen and it's moving and going all Oh around. shit, for real. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you're um and you're totally immersed and you're seeing you're flying through fucking space and you're getting in battles and it's going down and up and you go into hyperdrive or uh what do they call it in Star Wars? Light speed. Light speed. Light speed. Is that Star Trek or Star uh, whatever? No, what warp is, is Star Trek. Warp is Star that's right. Yeah. That's right. So light speed. And uh nerds, if anybody nerds are <laughs> so upset right now. <laughs> These fucking grandpas talking about I know, this yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh and it's a whole thing, man. And and it was so fucking fun. Like it, it was so fun. We're all yelling and hooting and hollering. And then um, 
we went, and so while we were doing that, or maybe while we were still in line for Haunted Mansion, oh yeah, while we were still in line for Haunted Mansion, uh, which we went on pretty quickly, I had, you had to pay extra for this, the other Star Wars thing called the Rise of the Resistance okay. um, to do like a lightning pass for that. And that was in like a couple hours. So by the time we finished Millennium Falcon, I think like maybe we had lunch then. Yeah, we had lunch. And then we did this other thing at Star Wars called Rise of the Resistance. And that shit blew my mind. It is like a whole interactive thing. You're walking through, you're a, you're a rebel and so you go through this area you're in like a rebel transport and then you go to another area and you get into like a rebel ship and then you go into another area and then you get captured by the like, fucking, like you're physically walking yeah, through yeah, yeah, all yeah, this yeah. And- you're walking through different spots and uh and then we get captured by the first order and then we're being interrogated by the first order and then we escape and we're like physically walking to different rooms to do this and then we get into this like a physical like a cart yeah and that thing starts moving around and like the area must be enormous because you're like going through like huge areas and like Kylo Ren is there and he's chasing you and he's trying to, he's doing like force grabs and pulls on the cart. And the whole thing is like, it's like driving around and there's fucking stormtroopers shooting and missing. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> and yeah, dude, like it, it was the most immersive ride Ever. It was so cool, so much fun. It didn't even sound like a ride in the traditional sense. It's more like just an, an, an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and, and and yeah, it was crazy. How many people are, are doing this with you at the same time? Is it so again a like a small of, group? Like there's a bunch of groups, like you see other cars yeah. around you. Um, but they, they structure it in a way where you barely ever see them. Like even though they're they, you go, you start together with like a bunch of people, but in the car, maybe there were eight eight people. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, because I'm trying to, because it sounds fucking dope. As I'm in my head, I'm just trying to picture how this whole thing. Or maybe it was less goes. than that. I don't know. Like we were right up front, so I I, I don't know how many if there are people behind us. Because I remember, again, it's been a long time since I've been at Disneyland, but like the Haunted Mansion, that's a group kind of. It starts out as a group thing, right? Because everybody's in a, the house, and then you get into those buggies or whatever, and then it's just however many people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, some, it's, it's like similar to that. almost. Similar to that. Yeah. And and the way like the Haunted Mansion moves around, it, right. it's similar to that. Only this, like you, you feel like you're just on the ground and it's okay. going all over the place and like shit's falling next to you, you know, quote falling next to right. you. And there's a part where like, you know, like a fake lightsaber cuts through the ceiling and it's trying, it's Kylo Ren. And he's trying to cut through this floor or the ceiling to get to you. And it's bananas, dude. It, oh, it, man. Was, it was nuts. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Shit. That yeah. sounds, uh, Cause you know me and and like crowds, I'm not big on crowds and Same. stuff. And, and it was but that uh, sounds like it'd be worth it, worth checking it, out at least it, once. Yeah, like when we went, you know, it was a Thursday, middle of, or early March. Um, it wasn't too crowded. I mean, there's yeah, there's obviously a lot of people. It's fucking Disneyland. It's Disneyland, yeah. But like, you could you could you could just walk through. It wasn't shoulder to shoulder or anything like that. Okay. Um, and yeah, then, I mean, yeah. When you told me you were going, I'm like, yeah, going during the week that is optimum. That's know? the move. Yeah, that's the move. It's probably better like earlier during the week too. Like probably like Tuesday, Wednesday is probably the best. Yeah. Does Disneyland do, do they close at all? Are they like are they just open seven days a week? I think they're open seven days a week. Yeah, yeah. they are. They have like certain blackout days or whatever. Okay. Yes. Yeah, um, I know Magic Mountain. Like they're not open all year or something mm-hmm. like that. I think I don't fuck. But I don't. I don't fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But then we did Mr. Toads, and then the big, big deal for me, 
because he's seven now and he's tall enough. And I asked, like, hey, do you want to go on a real roller coaster? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, I was like, all these are really cool rides, but do you want to try like a fast, like a roller coaster? Like a, like a, I was like, it's like a grown up ride. Do you want to try yeah. it? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, we're going to do something called Space Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Dude. And, and so he was like, okay. And like, I'm, I'm scared for him. Cause like, I know how intense this ride is and I just, I just don't want to traumatize him. That's the only <laughs> thing I just don't want to fuck him up. Um, so like we get there and he's like, Oh, is this like star Wars too? I was like, kind of, it's like, it was before there were star Wars rides. We had this, um, but it's like, we're in a spaceship and we're going to f- fly through space really fast. And I don't know if you've been on it since they've redone it, but like, it, it's amazing. No, I haven't. Yeah. So they made, it's way smoother and more intense and like there's crazier lights and music is playing and it's great. So, uh, yeah, we got the fast pass for that too. I know we got to get to Batman soon. So we go in and, um, oh, no, take your time, brother. Take your okay. time. Yeah. And, uh, as we're getting close and I could feel like his anxiety, not, not bad, but like his excitement was coming up. Yeah. And I was like, all right, man, look, this ride is fast, real fast. Um, don't be scared. I'll be right here. I'm going to be right next to you the whole time. We're going to have a good time. You're safe. Everything's fine, but it's fast. <laughs> and he was like, okay, okay. <laughs> so we get in and I'm like, all right, dude, you ready? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm telling him it's like, it's like, he's like, is it like Sonic? I was like, yeah, it's like how fast Sonic oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's that fast. And, uh, he loves running fast. So I was like, it's, it's like Sonic. He's like, okay. And, and I'm telling, I'm telling like, we're going to, it's going to start and we're going to go up and it's going to be like tick, 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 tick. And then once we get to the top and it stops ticking, it's going to drop and your stomach is going to go up in your throat and it's going to be like, he was like, okay, okay, I'm good. And man, we start going and like, it was, he's never been on anything like this in his life. If I could just say, I love how you were doing, you were a great father and hello, I love how you were just preparing your son. For all those feelings, because they, like you said, it's his first time to experience any of this. And I'm sure he said, okay, I, I, I got you. Now. I got you. There is, there is no way of just getting in information. Like it's one thing to be told that Yeah, <laughs> you just got to experience it on your own. But, yeah. but, but I love how, how, how dutiful you were <laughs> in just you, trying man. to prepare him Thank for you. what he was about to experience. Yeah. I just didn't want him to freak out, freak out. Cause yeah. you know, sometimes like I'll see, uh, even there, like in Haunted Mansion, I saw a kid terrified screaming for their lives when we're in the beginning and the parent wouldn't take them out and i was like this kid is like four they're too scared like just leave there's no reason to put them through this now nah, fuck that you gotta toughen that kid up tough and tough you need tough, tough four-year-olds <laughs> hey life is hard if you, if you think this this uh this cute little haunted mansion shit is gonna freak you out you better you know Gotta gotta toughen up, get a thick skin. Your job as a parent is not to toughen kids up for a cruel and heartless world. Your job as a parent is to raise kids who are less cruel and heartless. That is the thing. I mean, who who, who the people listen to? A father or myself? Someone who doesn't have any kids? I mean, come on. I think it's pretty obvious. So the motherfucking ride starts going. And we hit that first drop. And even I was like, oh, shit, I haven't been on this in a minute. Like, <laughs> this motherfucker's fast. Yeah. And uh, so we're going and I'm like, yeah. And I'm trying to like model for him, like just lean in. And I told him, like, just lean into it, man. It's going to be fast. You're going to be freaked out. But just act like it's the best thing. <laughs> and uh, so we're going and I'm like, and I'm having such a good time. I'm yelling and I'm laughing. And he's trying to, too. But like, it's hard for him to even catch his breath. The motherfucker's moving so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like some of it, I was like 
thinking about because it, it's you know you're whipping back and forth and i'm like and his head at a certain point like the g's or half a g or whatever it goes at was so intense like i felt like his head like leaning on me like he was just trying to keep his head up yeah <laughs> and i'm like so i'm like holding him up i'm like you're all good yeah. dude you're all good man you're all good um and yeah, and we finished and uh, he, he loved it. He fucking loved it. Yeah. But then he was I mean, like, he was like, dad. I was like, yeah. He's like, can I tell you something? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that was really fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, it's fucking fast. Wow. I, man, I, I fucking love Space Mountain, man. That that's is the best. Uh, that's it, the it, best ride at Disneyland. At least, you know, for yeah, me, uh, yeah. I haven't been on all this new cool shit that you, you know, just described. It, it, it still is the best. It's for sure. It's an oldie but goodie, man. Yeah. Like, I feel like nothing, Space Mountain and Haunted Mansion are the, the best ever i like haunted match i also i also like pirates of the caribbean is that that was still around too yeah, yeah yeah pirates is great yeah so then yeah then we did the buzz lightyear shooting thing jungle cruise pirates and then uh, we when we were leaving we watched um like the old mickey mouse cartoons in the theater that's all oh yeah yeah that's cool that's yeah, cool what about um uh, what's what's that one called is it so there's space mountain oh the, the matterhorn well what's is that the one where you're like you're in like the log Oh, that's uh, Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. That's a good one, too. And the yeah, Matterhorn. Yeah. I like the Matterhorn. Matterhorn's great, too. Yeah. There was, yeah. wasn't enough time. But yeah, Matterhorn's dope. <clears throat> but yeah, man. So it's such a good time. What'd you guys have for lunch? Uh, one of the Star Wars places. The food was kind of, you know, typical trash, whatever. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Airport prices, probably. Yeah. You know, <laughs> actually surprising, it wasn't that bad. Like, both of us... Uh, to eat was like 25 bucks oh shit yeah i was really surprised yeah i'm surprised yeah and the food was like i was like oh was, all right whatever yeah i mean it's a thing park is there yeah, to yeah, put yeah. something in your belly and keep you going yeah yeah and i bought him a lightsaber he's been beating the shit out of me with it he beat the shit out of me all day like we're standing in line and he's just fucking hitting me with it and it's like <laughs> choo, 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 choo. and then like i woke up this morning to that sound <laughs> they fucking lit up and I was like, all right, yeah. man, chill. Like, I, just, I just woke up. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad you guys had a, oh, excuse me. Glad you guys had a good time. That's me a, too, uh, that's man. a hell of a surprise, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I tried doing that with the Kanye a couple years back for Christmas. Yeah. I, I think I told this story before. Uh, it didn't go well. She had never been to Disneyland. So me thinking that I'm going to be kind of a, a good boyfriend, you know, like surprise my girl on Christmas Day. Um, I tell her that we're going someplace. I don't tell her where. Um, we get some breakfast in the morning and then we head out on the freeway and I blindfold her. Mm -hmm. I don't want her to see, you know, the signs and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, she's going to love this. She's like, where the hell are we going? Like, oh, just wait, babe, just wait. Little did I know that Disneyland on Christmas Day oh. is the busiest fucking day of the year for them. My dumbass was thinking, who the hell is going to Disneyland on Christmas? And I found out that just about everybody, yeah, everybody named mom is at Disneyland. And so I'm in traffic and she's like, babe, what's going on? And I'm like, yeah, all right. So I just, I, I tell her to take off the, the blindfold and she's like, oh, what? Disneyland and and we're still like maybe two miles away, but there's signs everywhere. And I just bumped up in traffic just to get near the park. Yeah. To park. Took us about an hour and a half just to get, you know, in front of the just to get in line to get our, our tickets, which I'd already bought, but I had to go in the the, the wheel call line. And the, and I again another dumbass mistake. When I bought the tickets, I said, oh, I'll pick them up at Will Call. Uh instead of having them send them to me. 
like a smart person would have done. And that line for Will Call was just as long as the line yeah. to just buy tickets. And by the time we got our tickets, neither one of us wanted to go in. Yeah. <laughs> and so the lady told us, "Is like, look, you know, you've got these tickets. You can use them whenever. If you guys don't want to, if you're not, if not feeling up to it today, you can always come back. Oh. So, that, so we left, went and saw Sherlock Holmes, and then uh, <laughs> had some dinner and called it a, called it a night. Uh, and then, and unfortunately, I never did take her back. Mm. Uh, but I don't think she cared too much. I think wow. I gave him to Joe mm. and his girl. But Damn, yeah, man. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's what, what it is what it is. Honestly, I I had a better time watching Sherlock Holmes uh, yeah. with her and then getting <laughs> and then getting some Korean food afterwards. Yeah, so was, then all all ended well. It did. It did. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, I, I agree, man. Like going on a, a busy day is totally pointless. It's just yeah. Because yeah. you're just standing in line after. Even when I when we got there, I got a little worried because it took you know 30 minutes to get from the parking lot to the thing, yeah. and then we stood in line to get in. Not that long, um, and then like the line we were in to walk into the park, the ticket thing jammed, and so the one next to us just kept going in, and they and our line was just standing there. So I had to tell them like, "Hey, alternate." Like this. I know. Yeah. This yeah. is complicated. Like. We're all here, fine. So they're like, "Oh, what a good idea!" Like, yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> you twelve-year-old, like just one after. Why are we all standing here? But then, like when we started, I was like, "Oh man, I hope I don't want to." I, I anticipated we would maybe get through like two or three rides the whole time. But yeah, like I said, those fast pass thing or the lightning lane thing, and oh, and what's other really dope on that Genie app? You can order food ahead of time. Oh shit! Okay, and then just walk up and pick it up, and it has a map and like your connected Bluetooth in the park. So you, there's a GPS of you in real time walking around the map. So when you're like, "Oh, I need to go here," you can just look at yourself and go like, "Oh, it's this way." Is this? Oh wow, that's good. That's like a video game shit. Yeah, and, it's like, and like bringing like, up the map in a video game. It was. It felt exactly <laughs> like that. And when you turn, like it turns to like your your little yeah. icon. It has an arrow, and it turns to. And I was like, this alone, just the map is worth, because I hate looking at that paper map and being like, where the fuck is this and that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I didn't even, I never fuck with that dumbass no. paper map. Yeah. But they I got signs up anyway. But it, even that, like, it's you get turned around and like, I don't, where am I? Let me find a sign. Like, I hate doing that shit. <laughs> Give me that map. Uh, interactive. It was good, dude. It was, we had a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. How old Grayson? You said he's eight? Seven. Seven, seven. Seven. And my sister's in town today. She's coming up with my mom in a few hours, and uh, yeah. she's bringing her kid, who I've never met. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's and how old fun. is her? Is her, her kid? Yeah, he'll, I think he's, he'll be two next month, I think. Oh, shit. Wow, yeah. man. He's a COVID baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. What's his name? Henry. Henry. I always that's call very- him. So, no, I was gonna say that's a that's a very distinguished name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Henry, Sir Henry. Yeah, yeah. I always call him Sequoia. When, Sequoia. When, yeah, when she was pregnant and she was like thinking of names, I was like, I was giving all these dumb names. I was like, try this and try this. I was like, you should name him Sequoia, like a, like a hippie parent or something like that. I, th- I actually kind of dig that name. It's a nice name, but it's dumb yeah. for a boy. Like, I'm Sequoia. Well, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dumb <laughs> name. Yeah. So I always end up calling him Sequoia. <laughs> Is his, his nickname given yeah. to him by his uh, by, <laughs> by his, his uncle. uncle? Yeah. 
So yeah, so they're coming up in a bit. That should be fun. I see. My dad was going to drive down to hang out uh, from San Diego, but with gas prices being what they are, he was like, uh, yeah, I'm man. And I told him, because he's on a, you know, kind of a fixed budget and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, just stay up there. You know, no need. I'll try to make my way up to you. $6 a gallon, man. Fuck. I know, man. I know. 60 bucks to fill up my Corolla. Yeah. It's a hundred, hundred for me or 90 for me. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Yeah, dude. It sucks. It sucks. So anyway. Did you hear about uh, Ryan Coogler? No. The director of Black Panther? Is it uh, when he got the stopped at the bank or whatever? Yeah, or I, did, at the I, bank? I did hear about that. Yeah, man, I just found that out. I read the story uh, today. I guess it happened a couple of days ago. But yeah, he was going. He was in the Bank of America, uh, asking to deposit, I think, twelve thousand dollars. And the teller thought he was a uh, he was robbing him because he put because he didn't want. Uh, he basically wrote on the slip. Uh, did you did you see this Mm-mm. or hear this part of it? So he wrote on the slip. Um, Could I please? I'm paraphrasing, but it, said, it basically said, can I please withdraw $12,000 from my checking account um, and please count, do the money count in the back because I want to be discreet, you know, because he doesn't want to yeah, have hey, all this money out with twelve grand, $12,000. Yeah. yeah. And so and I, cause I, I, I saw because TMZ had it and they, they had a photo of his slip that he wrote. And yeah, it's in cursive or whatever. It's like it's kind of like chicken scratch, but I easily made it out. It wasn't a threatening note at all. Yeah, I mean, it starts out with "Hello, may I please withdraw from my checking account?" Like that's the first sentence. But I guess he gave it to the teller, and she thought that he was gonna rob. He was trying to rob her or something. And so I guess she's hitting that button underneath her, and yeah, the cops come and they they put guns on him, they arrest him. He's in the back of the car. Like, what were you doing? Like, and he, and, and there's video of him trying to explain himself. And, uh, and he hasn't he even gone to the whole, don't you know who I am? Da, yeah, da, da. He's yeah. just like, no, I was just trying to withdraw money. And he's like, I, I was just asking them to be discreet because I didn't want them to come out and like count $12,000 cash in front of everybody, you know? And of course, you know, let him go apologies and all that. But I was like, what the fuck? You know? Man. Yes. I didn't know all that. I, I was like, oh, is this some like, is it a racial thing? But no, it's just a, a scared. <laughs> uh, it, it definitely was a racial component. Is it? I think so. I think so. I heard. I, I heard the teller was black. Also, yeah, that doesn't matter. Really, that doesn't matter. This the same. This this is this is like kind of like I guess something that doesn't get talked out of talked about a lot. Sure. But you know, people's perception, the profiling that you know occurs with. I mean, I'll just speak about. I mean, a lot of ethnicities, but I'm talking yeah, about yeah. black folk, black yeah. men. Yeah, is something that you know that fear That's and true. that kind of trepidation of. Because he had his mask on, you know, COVID mask, whatever. Mm-hmm. He had a beanie on, and mm-hmm. he's wearing a hoodie. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the hoodie up like I've got mine on right now, but that's what he was wearing. Right. And, you know, whether, you know, white, black, whatever, like, there's just been this inherent, uh, you know, th- th- just the fear of scary black men. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. and it's not just some white folks who will sure. see a black guy walking, you know, on the street or coming towards them. That kind of gets, you know, clutching the purse or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? The same thing happens in our community. We profile mm. each other, mm. you know, based off of all because it's it just, you're, you, it's, you know, this, uh, this yeah, fear you're, you're is inundated with this. Inundated yeah. from the time that you're born. Right. You know, so yeah, I heard some people saying the same thing. It was like, oh, but, you know, the teller was black. It's like, yeah, 
it makes no difference. You know, she still saw a what she perceived to be a scary black man and right. thought that, you know, he was right. politely trying to rob her. You know yeah, what I mean? That's, I, that's I doubt that would have happened if he was uh, of a different complexion. Yeah, you're probably you're right about that. Yeah. Pardon my ignorance. Yeah, you're totally right. No, no, no. no you're fine. No, I'm sorry, B. All right. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Me. I got to make it up to you. You know what, Dad? You okay? Send me back my Venmo. <laughs> hey, did you get? Did you get it? By I'm the way, give you reparations. Yeah. Why did? Why did okay. you? Why did you pay me? Why man? did? Why? Why didn't you fucking tell me? Because I'm like, I hope I send it to the right gram. Oh, I oh I I get a lot of Venmos and I oh, okay. I get uncomfortable talking about money with people, so I just never want to. I never mention it. Why oh, did okay. you send I me to make sure you, you didn't need to send me that. Well, no, but you got the tickets. I wanted so to pay what? you back. So what? I got the tickets. So what? I wanted to pay you back. Oh, I'm going to send it back. Just so no, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to send you those $12. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't even know if it was $12. I just assumed that it was maybe 12 or if. So what's cool is they were 21 or whatever, but because, look at you get all upset. They were right 21? Now. Yeah, yeah. But, but. What, each? Yeah. 21 but, Oh, because of IMAX? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Holy shit. Uh, and this was dumb. Like it was like uh, if you're a Regal, because we saw it at the Regal Edwards in Alhambra. They're like if you're a Regal Club member, it's thirteen dollars. So I looked at the Regal Club, and there's no sign up fee. You just sign up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I did, and they were thirteen dollars each. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, I owe you a dollar. You don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send those twelve dollars <laughs> back, man. You don't owe me that no, shit. No, 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 no. Just keep it. Give it to Grayson. How about that? <laughs> Okay, okay, I'll give him, give I'll it give him the 12 bucks. Yeah. This is from your Uncle B. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess speaking of Grayson, we should probably get into uh, that movie we saw. That, that I that, that fucking you, movie we saw. Yeah, uh, the Batman. Now we each paid for our own tickets, like like gentlemen. That's it, <laughs> yeah. yes, sir. Yeah, we saw the Batman. Yeah, uh, and we didn't really just get it too much into it. At you know. After it was over, because we, we didn't talk at it. all about it. Yeah, I mean, we did. But we we basically just said, you know, like I told you, like I'm giving it a thumbs up. Yeah, uh, I think you said the same. Yeah, and that was really it. Um, plus, I wanted to have some time to really kind of think about it, and I wanted to prepare some notes and stuff, and I did none of that. <laughs> <laughs> I did none of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, so what'd you think, man? Okay, because uh, you yes. are the bigger Batman fan yeah. than me. Uh, you like Batman the way I like Spider-Man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I will say, before we get all into it, yes, uh, resounding uh, two thumbs up. Um, it is the most Batman-y Batman I've ever seen in a Batman movie. Like, it, everything he did, the way he moved, uh, the things he did, like the actions he did, not just the way he fought, but like his his heroism... It was so much Batman. Um, I was fucking blown away. I was like, finally. Because like, okay, the 89, the, the original 89 Tim Burton Batman is still my favorite Batman of all time. It's still the best for me. But it's, really? not, okay. it's not. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like. It's not that Batman-y. <laughs> I mean, he, he made his own thing. Yeah. Uh, he made his own thing. And it's amazing. And I love every fucking second of it. Um, so to me, I think that that's still my fi- my favorite. This is the best by far. It's so fucking Batman-y, man. One thing that really stuck out 
Wait, what did you say? It's so very Batman-y, man? Yeah, it's so very <laughs> Batman-y, man. <laughs> you should put that on the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you look at, like, all of the Nolan movies and all of the Batman movies since, like, Returns, even, Batman doesn't show up till like, 30 or 40 minutes in. And then the amount of Batman on screen is very little. This is a three-hour movie, and... He's Batman from the very beginning, and he's Batman most of the movie. He's barely yeah, he's, Bruce Wayne. He's front center. Yeah, you know, you're. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Like in a lot of like those uh, 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 Nolan films, it's like, like thirty or see, forty minutes in. Yeah, you don't see much of the titular character, but here, I mean, it's the Batman, and you get the Batman. Fuck like yeah. he is front and center. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, coming out of the theater, because yeah, I mean, because we we both hold. 89 Batman to the same high esteem. Um, And you're right. Like in terms of, you know, taking, you know, Batman from the comics and putting that into film, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's Tim Burton. So he definitely, yeah, it's a far cry from, you know, the authentic Batman, but I mean, Michael Keaton's Michael Keaton and it's a great movie on its own. Jack Nicholson as a Joker. It's very iconic. And for for I mean one because it's good, two because it was like the first kind of a comic book movie, like when it came out. Yeah, that was in all respects to Superman. I mean I was you know that's up there too. Sure, but it but it had been a while in between like Superman one, Superman two, and then you get them shitty Superman sequels. Yeah, for a long time. So there were a lot of years of just either no. I mean it's the eighties, so like no good Superman. And you're not getting anything else. And all of a sudden, here's this Batman that comes out. And it was dark. Yeah. It was uh, a little more serious. Yeah. You know? It's and very it was like, serious. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's that first time you see, man, superhero movies on, on the screen, on the big screen. It can work. Yeah. You, know, you can take these characters and, you know, put them on film and and just, you know, you know make a good film out of it. And so I, I love 89 Batman. Um but I will say, and coming out of, out of the Batman, I was like, man, does do I like this better than '89? Yeah. And also with '89, I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia, and yes. I'll readily admit that. You know, seeing that as a kid, and like the summer of Batman, like y'all have no idea if you didn't Fuck, live through man. it. But like Batman shit was fucking everywhere. You can everywhere. go into any mall, into any store, into any fast food joint and not just be inundated with anything Batman related. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and if you guys, if you weren't alive during that time or, or grown enough during that time, like if you were a comic book fan, we didn't have anything. There was no. nothing. Like even Superman, did. it didn't have that type of fervor. Like it didn't, it didn't, the world wasn't like fuck. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, "Yeah, Superman's great," but but this was like, if you were a comics kid, it, it was like, "Holy shit!" Like, oh, yeah. Our whole world is different now. It, it was it was almost like validation of being yeah. a comic book fan and and seeing you know the the reaction to that eighty nine Batman and how how it just blew the fuck up. Became yeah. I think it was probably the biggest movie that definitely of that summer. Totally. Um, and I, I was know, young. I was like here. nine or something like that. But yeah. No, you must have been younger than that, because in 89, I was nine. Oh, then I was seven. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's like, you remember, though, you remember that time. Yeah. I mean, and I remember seeing that movie. I saw, at least, I saw it at least two times in theaters. Yeah. Um, so all of that to say is that I love that film, but I got to say, um, it's been, it'll always hold a very special place in my heart. Yeah. But it, 
it's been knocked down to number two for me. I I, 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 I like, thought yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I, I mean, every, everything you just said, like this, the Batman is the most authentic uh, filmed version of this character ever. Hands down. It's Hands not even down. Close. It's not even yeah. close. And and for all the talk about Nolan's films are oh, this is a grounded, more real world take yeah. on Batman. Honestly, it's Matt also, Reeves. It's also not did, fun. It's not yeah. interesting. <laughs> Matt Reeves has, did a better job of grounding this yeah. than Nolan. And in doing so, he's made this Batman feel exactly like the Batman that you've been reading if you're a fan yes. for years upon yes. years. Yes. He's a detective. An actual uh, detective. He has yeah. a fucking flashlight. Like, you have no idea how many times we're like, how come Batman never has a flashlight in these movies and there's a scene with him and gordon with fucking flashlights with like, flashlights god they investigate he's he's in he's in he's and he's helped like he's helping gordon i love investigate that those two together like i mean <sighs> i have, have i can't imagine i can't remember has there been a live action movie where he's on the same side as the cops no he's always against the cops no like, i mean he's obviously he's always you know on good terms with gordon yeah 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 but no uh like in this film, he is. I mean, the cops really don't like him. In but this that's how, either. like, even in the books, like the cops don't. They won't. They don't want to deal with him because he's better yeah. at them than their jobs. But like, he can work with them. Like, yeah, he's just at the crime scene with the fucking cops. You know what it is? These cops are. It's the equivalent of uh, like they detest him the way that taxi drivers hate Uber drivers. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're doing our shit better. You're doing our shit better and cheaper. Uh, but yeah, but it was cool to see him working. You know, with Gordon, like so amazing with the cops around. Like you said, Gordon basically is you say, look, he's with me. Let him in. He's helping us with this investigation. And you see them side by side working together, you know, doing some actual detective work. Yeah. And like I, I you know, there have been elements of that in previous, uh, you know, Batman films. Mm. But no film has leaned into no. the detective side of this character in a way that this film does. The, the only and it's a benefit. The, the only detective work so. in any of these movies is the '89 Batman when he's he comes up with how Joker is doing what he's doing, the combination of chemicals, and he gives yeah. that information to the press. That's the only detective work in any of these fucking Batman movies. So it's like even Tim Burton understood. As as kooky and weird as Tim Burton's Batman was, even he got like, oh yeah, he's dark and brooding, he's incredibly rich and solitary, and he's a fucking detective and, yeah. and a and a ninja. Like he got that's why the eighty nine Batman holds up. Like he nailed all the points, and all these other Batman movies don't do any of that shit. <laughs> They're just like he's dark, he has gadgets, he blows things up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, you know, Tim, you know, the one thing he didn't get, because you're right about all that from 89 Batman. I mean, he does kill a lot of people in that he, movie. He, he, murders, he murders a bunch of bad guys. He murders a bunch of bad guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like in this one, there's a scene where like, who, who he tells Selena is like, no guns. Yeah. No, I don't No, no guns. I don't do guns. So, yeah, I mean, this this very much felt like. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not the biggest Batman fan, but trust me, I've got a shit ton of Batman comics in my yeah. comic book collection that I've read. And this, like I said, it just came shit off. Yeah, the page. you like Batman. And he's just he's not your guy. Yeah. And and I love how, you know, um he's presented, he but you know, pronouns, the Batman is presented as the boogeyman. Yeah. You know, uh Fuck dude. He's in the shot. Like they yeah. he he uses that intimidation and fear in a way that again, like you just haven't seen 
presented in other films. The heavy footsteps, like oh, that shit hear, was so good. You hear him coming, like he, it's like he's he's in the shadows, but at the same time he's letting you know, I'm here, bitches. They do this thing, which, so it starts off with something that I loved so much was a a voice. Oh, we, we might we might be spoiling this for anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, by the way, so we won't we try. We, to we don't have a lot of time, so we might have to do this in two parts. Like, yeah, yeah. So if we don't finish, maybe we'll hold off for like tomorrow or something and then we'll finish it up. All right. Yeah. Um, but they do this thing in the beginning, which I loved so much because it was very film noir, you know, hard boiled detective. Batman's got a fucking voiceover in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And he's talking about who he is and how he does what he does and how like the signal, the bat signal is not only a signal to him to go to work, but it's it terrifies the criminals because they don't know if Batman is lurking in the shadows next to them. And then they keep showing criminals committing crimes. And then like they see the bat signal and then they're staring down a black hallway and they're fucking terrified. They're, they're like, terrified. Oh. It was so dope. Oh, it was we, real quick before we like, again, I agree. Like I need to see it more, but it, it it is the best Batman movie by far. I think 89 is my favorite, but this is the best Batman movie I've ever seen. But in, out of any of these movies, this is the only movie where, since we saw it, I've wanted to go back into the world. Like I want more of the world. And I've never felt that way about any of these other movies. No, same here. Yeah. Same here. Like, uh, like I've, I've seen, I've been, I've been thinking and pondering this movie ever since I saw it. We saw it. And, and the more that I have been thinking about the film, the more I, I, like I liked it immediately when when the credits started rolling, but in the day since, as I've been thinking about this movie, I like it even more than I did the day that I saw it. Yeah, totally. And and I really want to go back and see it again, and I probably will. Maybe I'll go tonight. I don't know. Oh shit. Uh, because yeah, I mean, I, I loved it that much, and you know, uh, and just so you know, this this takes place two years into Batman's run, so and and that also plays a, a big you know, it's a big uh, part of of the movie, just kind of seeing how this relatively inexperienced Bruce Wayne handles himself as, uh, as Batman. And he does a great job, but they, I love how they do, you know, sprinkle in moments of uncertainty on his part, some doubt. Yeah. Sometimes getting his ass kicked. Um, and ultimately he loses. Yeah. You know, which, you know, is was was a, a very bold creative choice, but one that makes sense within within, you know, this uh, time period of Bruce Wayne. You yeah. Know, him basically coming to find himself as the Batman. And you just see a lot of, you know, these elements was like, oh, OK, he's definitely gonna get better at this because of, of this. And and they, and they do these these cool moments where you start, you start to see, you know, uh where he'll get the idea of using those smoke bombs yeah. and things like that. Uh, and the, the battering. battering. Yeah. The battering, yeah. And I heard that, because uh, on his on this Batman, uh, the suit, the bat symbol on his chest is like these two metal pieces. And I heard that it's the, like the, the gun that killed his parents. He cut it in half and used that for the symbol. I heard that's what it was. How the fuck would a young Bruce Wayne get access to one? I don't know if that's true. Uh, yeah, and uh, two, I, I agree. How would how? Yeah, would I don't, I, yeah. Or or, or maybe it's a gun, whatever. But I heard that yeah. it has, it's some like a, it's a gun that he did that with. But he uses it at the end. He puts it together and uses it as a batarang. As a batarang, yeah, yeah. It was dope, man. I, uh, the you know I've 
I always say like, I don't like the armor costumes. Cause I'm like, he's Batman. What the fuck does he need armor for? Like he's a ninja. He doesn't, it's stupid to have him. But this was the first time where like, even the design, cause I, I really dislike the design of all the Nolan suits. Like I really don't like them. Um, but this one, it was like really good DIY looking stuff. Yeah. And yeah. also really good comic book. It, it's, it's heavily based off of the Greg Capullo, uh, year zero stuff and 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 the and even the court of owls like him and it's, it's a lot of like the him and Zack snyder uh not Zack snyder uh uh scott snyder scott snyder who did court of owls and oh, okay yeah all that um it, it's writer, a, yeah. A, yeah yeah it's a lot of their reference for these this film and uh so he's got like the gauntlet with a bunch of like um they look like little arrows on them and he's got like just like regular like basically army fatigue for pants. I was going to say, yeah, they're like, yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got a like tactical, yeah. almost like SWAT type yeah. uh, pants or something like that. But his chest is like armor, armor. And so many times in this movie, it's utilized like we're guys shooting machine guns and it's just bouncing off. His chest, and it's so fucking cool, man. It's the first time I was like, that's, that's rad. Yeah. I was prior to having seen the movie and even during, you know, watching it, I, I was like, man, I'm not sure how, how I'm really digging the look of this suit. Yeah. Um, but by the end of it, cause I mean, and, and it mostly just because, you know, there are moments in the film. I mean, it's, it's a dark movie, yeah. uh, not a, not a lot of light. Uh, so I'm like, I can't really make everything out, but I think by the end of it, I'm like, I got enough sense from like, okay, I think it looks more practical mm-hmm. again, you know, it's more, it's more of a, yeah, it's more practical, more realistic take on how he would operate in, in, in the real world, you know? And, and one thing I, and love, I saw the toy, yeah. I, I saw the toy at target today. Cause uh, McFarlane has a line oh, of multiverse uh, DC toys. And I said, so they've got some from the movie. And so he, there, there was like a statue of the Batman. So I was able, I, I picked it up. I'm like, oh, okay. So I actually had a better look at the, uh, at the, at the <laughs> outfit the and everything. And I'm like, and, and like you said, yeah, it's, it's very uh, outside of the metal on the, the chest plate. Everything else was all just almost like uh, just yeah army type yeah. gear or whatever yeah. just with pouches and because I love pouches yeah. my boy Rob Liefeld <laughs> a lot of pouches <laughs> and and everything and uh, the the cape uh, you know uh, yeah it was it was great one of the best designed uh, bat suits and probably probably the best outside yeah. of eighty nine I think yeah, yeah. Is great, so. uh, aesthetically like all that Anton first stuff is I mean it, it fuck it's so good it's just so gorgeous to look at and it. That's like the biggest part. And like this one, they made the city feel like a thing. Like it had a life and yeah. And like Nolan really tried to do that. You could tell, but it just didn't work. It didn't work at all. Yeah, his um, Nolan never really came across as Gotham to me. No, it's just like, okay, they're in Chicago. Like, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, but this, it feels like its own thing and it's breathing and yeah, it felt cohesive and interesting. And, uh, they balance the the real quote real world elements well because they don't over explain them like with nolan's like he was constantly justifying well this is why he has this uh it's spelunking gear and uh the wayne enterprises was designing stuff for the military that's why he has the car like they're constantly saying like this is how you know what I mean? and it's like yeah these are superheroes man that shit is not that important like you're trying to make this real but this is not real. This is not real. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so this movie did a really good job of like grounding it in a world, but the world doesn't need to adhere to real world rules. 
because like he has contact lenses that are video recording everything he sees and he can play them back later which was awesome but of course that's just not real <laughs> and it would be dumb if they tried to justify that but you but, but you know what though uh that was the coolest bit of Agreed. bad tech that it was fucking amazing I can, I can remember seeing it in any film and that really is the extent of like you know something that's very kind of a farcical or maybe that's not uh, that's the wrong word but uh fantastical type yeah. tech yeah. like that's the extent of it yeah. but at the same time you could see was that eh, i could possibly see that happening totally. at some point and, and if, if they don't have it already i mean i don't know it, i'm sure there's something similar um, but like, and it made sense for like, well, of course, how is he going to analyze all this stuff? He's barely saying anything in this crime scene. He's not taking notes. Like he, how is he going to go through all this shit? And yeah, that's, that's a great, it's a easy, like, uh, he's got video contact lenses. Yeah. Great. Then he can then just plug Move into on. the computer and just, yeah, examine yeah. all the, the footage and everything. I was like, that's, that's clever. That's cool. A detective would, would dope, like dude. that. Yeah, or need yeah that. exactly. You know? Oh man. And, um, so and so like I love that like he's Batman right away, and then the Riddler is the Riddler right away. Like everybody just starts running, yeah. and and they don't have to go into like everybody's detailed origin of like how and why, and they're learning how. And Catwoman's Catwoman, Penguin's Penguin, but like a younger version. Um, yeah, everybody is all like like it goes back to what you're saying about Gotham and and the world being fully realized. The movie starts and it's like hey. People are in place. It yeah, exists. Yeah, yeah. It exists. You know, the penguin is he's operating. He's a henchman for Falcone and Batman's been doing this for two years. And yeah, Selena Kyle, you know, she obviously they don't go into how she can kick ass the way she does or all that shit. She just is who cares? But who cares? Right. No, exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's that's not the point. Yeah. It's Catwoman. Like she the, was it, great. Oh yeah, she's um this this entire cast was, yeah. was was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the best one of the best things about the film is that it just starts. Yeah. It just starts. And honestly, if the movie, even if the movie wasn't as good as it as it is, this would be in my top three Batman films or probably top two, just based on the fact that they don't do the whole mommy and dad getting gunned down no again. Doubt. No, yeah. Seen it? No, no more pearls falling. No more pearl with <laughs> yeah. it, uh, popcorn and pearls. We don't need to see that anymore. Yeah. You know, just everybody knows this character. We just didn't need to start see it running after just, the 89 Batman. Like I it know. was done perfectly. We got it. And it was done well in there. And then, all right, let's go. Move on. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. You know, uh, don't waste time on yeah. trying. People, people know these characters. And if they don't, they will know have no, they will, they will know them by the time that the movie yeah. has come to a wrap. If the writing is strong enough, but you yeah. don't need to. And it's like in the movie, it's like the, they're of course going to reference that his parents are dead. Cause that's, that plays in this movie. It actually plays a part. In, it's central to the plot. Yeah. In the Bruce Wayne element of it. So it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not like a crazy fact. Like, what his parents are dead? I didn't know. This changes everything. It's like, what did that happen, yo? Yeah, yeah, it's come on. Um, so and the Riddler, I loved this take on the Riddler, man. He's like the Zodiac killer. I mean, it's clearly based on the Zodiac killer. Um, so scary, and yeah, that's, where, that's where you really get the 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 seven, yeah, comparisons to that movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's similar. I mean, you know, it's probably inspired totally. by that. Uh, totally, but yeah, I agree. This is a uh, I mean, <laughs> it's a dumb character. Like, this, this how do you gonna, make this character cool? It, it's, you know, it's hard. Yeah, I was going to say, this is, you know, probably the, the understatement of the fucking year, but it's like, this is the best Riddler uh, <laughs> that we've ever seen. How in dare you? Films. How dare you def de deface Jim Carrey's legacy? Uh, yeah, all, all due respect. I, it's fine. I didn't even like that movie at the time it came out. I didn't either. Um, but yeah, uh, this is a a fantastic take on the Riddler. 
Um, because the thing with the Riddler, I mean, maybe you might know better than me, you know, because again, you're more of a fan, but you know, having read the comics that I've that I've read, like to me, the Riddler's always come across as just Joker light, yeah, uh, and just didn't really have much, uh, to stand apart or differentiate himself from the Joker, mm. and here they presented the Riddler as this. I mean, I, I, yeah, he was terrifying, yeah, um. Probably the best. I mean, I don't know if, if he's ever been written like this or presented like this in the comics. Um, I don't think so. But it's the, it, the, the year zero st- or the zero year stuff, which is like Riddler takes over and destroys Gotham and is like the king of Gotham. Um, and it's all like basically underwater at a certain point. Uh, and then Batman is like an early Batman, like, you know, like really this. Early, uh, like this. Um, and he's trying to figure out how to stop the Riddler. He's still. He's not like goofy, like ha hey, hey, Riddler, but he's still like you know the Riddler. He's setting up okay. traps and 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 uh, puzzles and things and um and and the zero year stuff. Riddler is pretty cool, and and I think the animated series Riddler is also pretty cool. But like, what about the Bruce Tim that that yeah, Batman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was all right. Yeah, but I mean, like, he's just he's he's okay. He's yeah, fine. yeah, but yeah, like like you're saying, like this is he's a serial killer. He's a serial killer, yeah, and he's really scary. <laughs> he's just Dude, he legends he, people to death, and it's fucking scary. And honestly, so Paul Dano, the actor who portrays uh, the Riddler, I, I mean, look, he's intimidating enough, yeah, just in his getup. But honestly, when he's out of that and he's in the police station, like he's even scarier. That just giant with a baby face. And, yeah, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. Uh he, he knocks Dad apart. Um Yeah. And the thing is like he's 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 uh, he's obviously he's not in the movie a great deal. Mm-hmm. But and you you say this a lot of times about, you know, certain good movies. It's like his presence is always felt. Yeah. Even when he's not on screen, like right. he, like everything like he he is the main motivator for, behind, you know, everyone's actions is is all because of him. Yeah. And so, you know, whether, you know, it's the cops trying to figure out who's next, uh, you know, uh, he's he's just always lurking in the background and you know that he's and he's terrifying. He's a terrifying presence. Um, Honestly, I mean, much in the same way that Batman is. Yeah. In this, you know, yeah. there's uh, I mean. <sighs> yeah, just like the, the the way they the characterizations of everybody, like everybody, as the kids say understood the assignment like they just everybody is exactly what they're supposed to be nobody's overdoing it or underdoing it um like i said catwoman is so good and like the chemistry between zoe kravitz and robert pattinson is fantastic too yeah yeah like it's, it's as good as the michael keaton michelle pfeiffer stuff where you're like wow these guys are like they have a thing they really yeah. have a thing um because like the even though I really thought Anne Hathaway was a good Catwoman, Christian Bailey, he's just not charismatic. He's just not. He's just not a charismatic guy, and I didn't feel any chemistry from him. That's why he works so well in, like, American Psycho and The Machinist, where he's just, like, a kind of like a dead inside. Yeah, person. it's kind of it's like a cipher. Like, you don't really get yeah. anything out of him. You're right. Like, I, I loved Anne Hathaway as Catwoman in, uh, what was that, Rises? Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was great. Great. Um, and I actually, yeah, I mean, yeah, Zoe's take on Catwoman 
is closer to Anne Hathaway's take than Michelle Pfeiffer, which again, right? You know, I like Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, Tim Burton. They they leaned into the the campiness of the character. You You're know, a cat. Like from uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect and all that kind of shit. But she did great as she's so I mean, good. She, so yeah, good. she was great as that as that. You know, that interpretation was great. But yeah, uh, Zoe, she was she was fantastic. And uh, and yeah, the chemistry is right there between those two. Yeah, and the chemistry between uh uh Jeffrey Wright. Robert Pattinson, like I said, I mean, sh- just give me a a buddy cop movie with those yeah, two. You know man. what I mean? Like, yeah, because they share the screen a lot more than I thought they would, to be honest. Uh, you know, going into the movie for the first time, but I love their interactions together. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, they were great. They were great, and they ha- they were like they were solving a, a murder mystery. Yeah. And- and yeah, and the Catwoman thing was cool too, because like they, it's based. You could tell like it's based off of like the Frank Miller Catwoman. If you've read Year One, she's a, a hooker. Um, short hair. She lives in a shitty apartment. She's got a rough life. And in this, I was worried. I was like, I oh, don't make her a hooker. It, it is very reductive and like yeah. pretty misogynistic. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, it was an interesting take, but like, you know, it's it's a bit dated. It, I was gonna say it was it was a take of its from its time. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Isn't the eighties? You know, is yeah. Um, but this, like, they they veil it as that, but then they quickly say like, no, she's not. She's not a hooker. But like you. Even Batman like thinks she is and like says like you're basically yeah. you're fucking Falcone for money or whatever and she's like I'm not a hooker so it was cool like they they spun it around she's like no she's just working basically she wants to get money to get out of Gotham that's fine and she wants to uh, find out who <laughs> killed her mom and she thinks it's this guy yeah uh, yeah you know a lot of, I've listened to a lot of reviews from people and stuff and like one of the, one of the, one of the things that I hear a lot about is like you know people having their own agency. And uh, the Catwoman, Selena, in this, you know, she had agency of 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 her character. Like, yeah, she was not there just to be support for Batman. You know, yeah. she had her own thing that she was going after. And it was like whether Batman went along with her or not, like she had her own agency. It was like, well, I'm doing this. Totally. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we can work together until we can't. But she was driven to accomplish uh her goals of one, like I say, getting out of Gotham, finding out who killed her friend and getting revenge for her mom, you know? And, and I love that. Yeah. You know? So, so even though they did work together, you know, the, yeah, they, you know, there are times where it's like, no, you know, it's like, this is what I'm going to do. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not waiting around and just doing what you say, Mr. Bats, just cause you're the, you're the star of this fucking movie. Yeah. Like, she I, was never, she, yeah. She was never like awestruck or whatever by him. She was like, yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're a crazy guy dressed like a like a bat, and here I am. I got this, and, and even her look, you know, I love that. It was uh, she was wearing, and you, know, you could go out and buy all that shit. She just had a hoodie that she had cut out and made the mask from, you know. Again, very uh, practical, very mm-hmm. grounded, and my God, Zoe, stunning. Dude, she is fucking beautiful. like literally stunning, like like distractingly beautiful. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah unreal. Another another reason to go see it again. yeah and like you know their first interaction so bruce wayne is like tailing her from the club or batman is tailing her from the club and he sees her in her apartment he's like looking through a binoculars or whatever then he sees her put on the cat suit and flip down the fire escape and he's like what the fuck yeah and like he even gives a look like what (laughs) and then he follows her and she breaks into the the mayor who got killed by the riddler she breaks into his apartment to get some shit out of the safe and then he batman's up behind her and they fight and they have a great fight. The action in this is so good. 
Yeah, yeah. All the action, like from the car, the car chase was unbelievably intense and and awesome, and the fighting is good. Like, we're gonna have to wrap it up soon. I gotta go pick up Grayson, but like, yeah, I I gotta do some work. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll we'll do a part two. Yeah, we'll do but, a part two because I I got it. Yeah, we we could talk about this for fucking hours. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll should I release this and then we'll do a second one or hold off? Uh, I don't know. It's I'll up to off. you. I'll hold off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put it all together. Um, but it's, it's man, I can't wait to talk more about it. It's, it's so good. Okay. Well, we will reconvene. Okay. Uh, maybe whenever you're for use, let me know. Tomorrow or Sunday is is good. Okay, cool. Cool. For y'all listening, it'll, it'll be nothing, (laughs) but for us, it'll be a a day or two. (laughs) But all right. right, Yeah. I look forward to just to uh, continuing this in part two. Yeah, me too. All right. All right. Peace. Peace. The Bombcast. Yo. Yo. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. I got some really, uh, some really potentially exciting news uh, last night. Oh? Uh, yeah, I don't want to discuss it on this, but I'll, when we stop recording, I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Completely out of the fucking blue. So well, good. I, I hope... Uh... I can't wait to hear it, but yeah. to hell with all that. Cause I have some actually exciting news. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, brother? I just finally watched Spider-Man two far from home. <laughs> oh shit. Wait, wait. Uh, the Mysterio. One. Oh yeah. The Mysterio one. Okay. I was about to say two. Don't you mean three? Yeah. yeah you got, yeah. You haven't seen <laughs> yeah, two I was yet. behind. Yeah. All right. You just saw it today or I, I just finished it right now. Like five seconds ago. Okay, and uh, quick reactions on it. I liked it. I liked yeah. it. It's um, it's a Spider-Man movie. I mean, it's uh, they they get the Spider-Man thing. So it's all the silly high school stuff, and it was funny. And the relationship between him and Happy is great, and um, him and Mary Jane, and uh, yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. It's uh. I don't think I liked it as much as uh, that first one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, it was just a easy breezy, you know, went down easy type of type of movie. You like the characters. Totally. Uh, you like, you know, you like being in their presence. Um, I, li- I really liked what they did with Mysterio. Yeah, me too. Um, oh, I thought, yeah, Marvel, the uh, the MCU, they do a really good job of uh, kind of not retconning the characters, but, but taking these characters that are longstanding and kind of just... Uh, bringing them up to you know today's level i guess you know what yeah. i mean um so yeah i thought they did a really good job with him um and yeah it was a fun movie i dug it i, I think i've only seen it twice um because that's the thing like I, I liked it i don't it's it's not i mean if it's on and i'm working like if it's on fx or whatever i'll, I'll keep it on sure know, back. um yeah but it's not one of those i eagerly look forward to revisiting yeah Unlike the third one, I could watch that one over and over again. Yeah, and the now, first one too. Now that I've seen the um, the second one, I'll I'll rent the third one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. Like it, it for sure. The first one is leagues better. Um, but I, I, uh, wouldn't, I wouldn't say leagues. I, I would. I would. The, the first one yeah. felt a lot more um, substantial and like coherent. But like this one, it, it was fun. Like I, I didn't feel there was much of like a, a purpose in the broader sense of like the MCU stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, but it was just fun. It was just fun. You know what? I, I agree with you, 
about that. Like that that second that second Spider Man of Far From Home. It, for me, it feels like like you know when you read comic books, like you're maybe you're reading a, a like series in, in the middle of an arc, and then there's yeah. a couple issues that are yeah yeah yeah. yeah th- th- this felt like an annual. Agreed. You know, it's just a one shot. It's not tied to anything bigger. It's just that summer annual you pick up. It's yeah. a little supersized, just kind of story. And then it's got a beginning, middle, and end. And then it's like, boom, back to your regular schedule. Kind Which of, uh, I appreciate, man, especially with like how kind of weighty, like the the scope and scale of the MCU can be. Like it, it was, it's nice to just like, oh yeah, this is just basically standalone. It doesn't really matter. It's fine. Yeah, and and the thing is, I mean, it's it's not. Once right. is the third, like the biggest contribution this middle movie makes to these three Spider-Man so far. Are not even to the three Spider-Man, but to the third one in particular is that with one and two, it's all about, you know, the viewer getting to know these characters and getting to fall in love with these characters. And to you because, know, like, yeah, I love the whole core group. Uh, uh, yeah, what's his name? His Ned. Well, Ned. Ned. Mary uh, Jane and Happy. Mary Jane. And Happy. Aunt May. Aunt May. Yeah. So it's like yeah. those first two movies do a really good job of just reinforcing that uh that friend group and family group. And then it really comes to a head in the third one. Okay. So the third one would definitely not have its impact had it not been for those first two movies, kind of getting you up to speed with these guys and right. caring, caring for them in essence. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I liked it. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, it was, it was uh, entertaining and fun and e- easy two hours. Yeah. Like you said, it, yeah. it goes, it goes down smooth and yeah, it was good. All right. Well, I also saw a movie. Okay. I saw Scream. <laughs> the uh the new one okay. the requel okay and uh i i i think i i liked it better than you okay but i say that completely agreeing with all of your criticisms <laughs> it is a silly silly dumb movie yeah but it was so watchable that i enjoyed myself okay and and in that scene where you talked about when in the hospital <laughs> I, Where is everybody? <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was like, wow. Bram had never been more spot on in his description <laughs> and his critique of any moment in any film ever. I'm watching this and I was just howling. I'm yeah. like, yeah. Where the fuck is everybody? It was like, there's no patients. There's, there's no doctors. Yeah. There's no nurses. It's, there's no janitors. It's, it's one security guard <laughs> who was being either knocked out or dead. I'm like, that's it? Like, there's no amount of staff? And not even that. It's all dark. Yeah, <laughs> you know? all the lights are off for some reason. <laughs> the hallways, everything. I'm just like, what? Like, what? did they take this shit? Just in like abandoned fucking the hospital? <laughs> that, you know, when they, I, I thought, oh, well, they, I was like, did they, is it, is this an abandoned hospital? I was like, no, they were just in this hospital that was fully staffed. Like, yeah. moments ago. Moments ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, I, I laughed so hard uh, at that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It really is. But I thought it was fun. Yeah. And yeah. uh yeah, the the reveal of the killers, while I didn't guess them, because honestly, I really wasn't even trying to. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, but like when they revealed themselves, I was like, all right, like so. Yeah, so, <laughs> so and, what? <laughs> yeah. And it was just and I, I know it's a part of this franchise to always have two. I mean, it would have been nice for them to switch it up a yeah. little bit. Because this end was very, because again, I, you know, it wasn't that long ago that I saw the fourth one again. And those third acts are damn near identical. Yeah. 
identical. Yeah. And then you throw that in. I mean, I mean, in the in the fourth in the fourth movie, that third act is identical to the third act in the first one. Right. You know, so I'm watching this and it's just like, dude, I. Yeah. And it takes place in the same fucking house. In the same house. They even <laughs> say a lot of the same lines. It's like, can, can you imagine like th- these writers are so bereft of original ideas that they literally just watch the previous films and like, just do that. Yeah. Just that's do what, that again. <laughs> that's what it That's what it came across as. And I. <sighs> I mean, I'm sure it was intentional, but I'm like, come on, yeah. y'all. Like, you know, I understand there is a formula to these screen movies, but, totally. you know, we're five movies in it. You know, it would have been cool to uh, at least try to pivot and do something unexpected. But and, no, especially because, like, the, the first one was so groundbreaking as, like, oh, yeah, it's a kind of meta horror movie, but it's still a good horror movie or yeah. a good th- th- slasher movie, rather. Like it stands alone as a good slasher movie. If you take out like the '90s, everything is just drenched in irony thing. But and then every subsequent movie has just been like like derivative of the thing that was yes. making fun of derivative things. It's, yes, it's weird. And, and they and this fourth one, I mean, they triple down on that so often. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like come on, like it's one thing to be tongue in cheek, like winking at the camera at the viewers but i mean they're they're winking the entire fucking movie <laughs> yeah and they're saying all the right things right about how these things play out but in true horror movie fashion not doing the exact things that, <laughs> like their actions yeah, belay yeah, their words yeah. so i'm like oh, all right but but like i said it was fun it yeah was fun. i'm definitely totally glad watchable. i didn't see it in the theater though i'm glad I, I waited to just see it at home yeah but uh yeah it was fun i also saw batman again or excuse me, the Batman. Oh no shit! Yeah, I saw it uh, Sunday. Um, fell asleep a little bit, but you know, I seen it already, so it's all yeah, right. yeah, yeah. How did it? Uh, how did it hold up to a second viewing? Uh, better. Okay. Better. That's, that's strong. It's a dense movie, right? I mean, they, yeah. you know, uh, it's packed with all kinds of shit. Um, so I, I don't remember where we left off. Um, yeah, so so if we repeat ourselves, everybody, like, you know, so what? Just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the bombcast. <laughs> yeah, we do what the fuck we want to do. Yeah. Um, but no, it definitely, it definitely, uh, it's one of those movies, It it's, yeah, you, it's meaty. You yeah. know, there's a lot of meat on the bone. So even though at the first time we saw it, you know, obviously you walk out of the theater just loving what you saw. And, yeah. and I think for me, like, and I think I said in the first part of this that, the, the more that I was thinking about it, even after seeing, ha, even after having seen it once, I was enjoying it and thinking to myself that it's getting better in my in my opinion. And the second viewing, it's like, yeah, this is a great, dope, just a great movie. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was just thinking about it. Um, even just like the little nods, like I mentioned in the theater, there's the Shakespeare statue, the bust in the in Wayne Manor which is like a throwback to the 66 Batman series where that's where he would lift the head up and push the button and then they, the poles would appear and then they would slide down um so they had that and then there was like a bunch of mentions of or not bunch there was a couple references to the character Hush so I'm excited to yeah yeah to see that I never read I read part of that story I never finished it it's um the the character Hush is dope the story is mostly good, but like it, it's it's flubby in a couple areas. But it, it's it's a good book. It's worth a read for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know uh, it's held in high high regard. Mm-hmm. Um, that story. So, what was the deal with Hush? 
as a character. Like, what Man, was his? I can't even remember. I think it. Ha- I think. Fuck. Because I think from what some, I. Yeah. Uh, oh no! I was gonna, no no. You keep going. Keep going. No, I I honestly can't remember. It's been. I, I was looking at it on my shelf here. It's somewhere. Um, I thought it had something to do with this character being a jealous of Batman, or I don't remember. Okay, so it doesn't deal with the corruption in Gotham. I thought maybe, well, maybe it did. they took they took the Hutch character and basically just no, transplanted no, no, that no. into Riddler. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I, okay. I think um, I can't even remember. That might have been in Zero Year, part of Riddler's thing when he destroyed Gotham was like it. It is so corrupt. Um, I think that might have been a Zero Year thing. I don't actually remember the Hutch story. That's how memorable it was. Wait, okay. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I told you in that first part uh, that Todd McFarlane has making uh, a line of Batman figures based off of this movie. Oh, right. That's where you saw the uh, the bat suit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was at Target again today. And uh, I don't know. I can't help myself. Every time I'm at Target, I have to go down the toy aisle. Uh, they have a good toy aisle. I'm just a giant kid, man. Like, I just can't help myself. Uh, but today they had I saw another figure where they have one of Batman in his um, I don't even know what, what kind of how to describe it. like, you know, Batman, not when he's in his suit, but when he's just driving his motorcycle, like on the way to oh, investigate yeah, 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 something yeah, yeah. where he's got the black on the eyes. And he's kind of got like a, a handkerchief on his you know, covering his face. Yeah, uh, they got a cool figure uh, of that. I thought oh, that's cool. And that that is uh, that style of Batman is from Zero Year. The oh okay yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at my uh, at yeah, the hardcover. Yeah, my hush hardcover. Oh wow! Look at you with I the know. hardcover. I know. I walking over say, the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought um, I may have had Jim Lee sign this when I went to his signings. I mean, since you cracked that bad boy open, why, why not just uh, read the whole thing? Read right it, yeah, read it for us, man. Oh, yeah, Turn yeah, this yeah. into an audio book. I'll, I'll put a picture of this on Twitter. I did have him sign. I want there's like a bunch of pages I wanted to sign, but the one I had him sign was this uh, sketch. Oh, nice, Batman and uh, Nightwing. Oh, for Grayson. Yeah, I remember when you went to uh, to that comic book store to yeah. uh, to get those signatures. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll just read the whole thing right now. Yeah, here um, we go. No, let me see here. Uh, let me read the back. Uh, the story introduces Hush, a man who knows which buttons to push as he creates havoc in the Dark Knight's life. Hush arrives in Gotham City and immediately pulls the strings, making the worst villains in Bath- Batman's rogue galleries do his bidding. That's right. It, it has like um, like Poison Ivy's in it and uh, I think maybe Croc and like a, a bunch of people are in it. Maybe Riddler too. Um, I don't remember how he was making everybody do shit. Mm. But yeah, I remember it has like all the villains in it. They made an animated film uh, uh, based on this story. So maybe I'll check that out. Oh, yeah. The book's I think good. it's on HBO Max. You know what? This book was expensive $43.79. Those hardcovers, no joke, dog. Yeah. This one's dope yeah. because this is actually the. Um, it's There's no colors on this one. It's just, it's just the pencil or the inks. Oh, I like that. I actually prefer that. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, who needs color? Color's overrated. I know. But yes, uh, the Batman, you know, uh, I was thinking about it too. Because um, I saw that they're going to do a um, Penguin series on HBO. 
Yeah, yeah. They're doing two. They're doing Penguin and they're doing one with uh, Jim Gordon and the cops. So I guess that one's changed. So apparently, uh, initially it was going to be a GCPD show. Um, but I guess it's kind of like morphed. Uh, I saw some quote from Matt Reeves. He's like, it's kind of turned into an Arkham show instead. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, which I'm very excited about. But uh, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, so good. Um, I, I love this take on the Penguin. It's it's really, really cool. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, yeah, he was great. Um, yeah. That makeup he, is insane. The makeup is insane, and in a movie that is that is very dour and dark, uh, he brings a little bit of the the levity, uh, and just you know a few scenes. But you know his character is uh, anytime he's on screen, you know he's comp- you're comp- he's very compelling. Him very and compelling, Paul yeah. Dano. I mean, honestly, everybody. I mean, we talked about it before, like the cast in this. Is, this is probably the best cast of any Batman film. Totally agree. That I've seen. Yeah, um, I mean, well, from, top, from top to bottom, from top to bottom, like taking it all into account like yeah everybody it, i thought it's everybody the only was. one that really did like an ensemble cast like a like everybody's in the movie normally it's like batman's in the movie alfred's in the movie and then the villain is in the movie and then everything else is just kind of scattered about like i don't know just fucking fill some shit in here yeah especially like the gordon like gordon i mean i guess with nolan gordon was in it a lot more but usually Gordon is there just as a way to, as a, you know, a tool for the, for the scripts to yeah. kind of get Batman from whatever point he's at to the next. But in this one, you know, they're actively working together throughout. Yeah. He felt like um, a real character. Everybody felt like a real character in this. Um, yeah. Like they existed in the world. And already established. Yeah. Already firmly established. You know, we mentioned that before too. It's yeah. I love that. I love that aspect of this movie. Yeah. The same, same like with um, 89 Batman he was already Batman. It's just, yeah. no, just, this is an early Batman, but he's still Batman. Like, just let's go. Just, just go with the Batman stuff. You know, I was thinking about it too. One scene, I was trying to find a critique of the movie. And I was thinking about while we were watching, this scene was like really odd to me. And uh, the more I think about it, I'm like, why do they do this? It doesn't make any sense. So they're going to do, so Bruce Wayne's being a detective and he's trying to figure out what the Riddler's up to and, and, what his next target is and what the connection is. And this would, so there, you know, they've got the music playing and, you know, he's feverishly going over evidence. And then for no reason, he starts like moving furniture around his house and he's half naked and he's moving furniture around his house and he starts spray painting on the floor and connecting all these dots. I'm like, why is he doing this? Why is he, oh. why does he have to spray paint the floor? I, I don't understand. He he doesn't have a computer. He he can't use a whiteboard. Like what's happening here? I, 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 I understand him doing that. You know, sometimes it's it's when you when you're trying to piece all you know certain things together. It's it can be better for you visually because he's like he's like a visual sure, thinker. Sure. Probably. So if you have it physically in front of you, right? Yeah. And fine. sometimes you know on paper a board. Sometimes it's not it. Like you just kind of and and also in the process of doing that that busy work, it you're thinking about it as you're doing it okay so then it kind of helps i mean i because I, I i work like that sometimes where i'll i'll be trying to do something it's like okay let me just paint and not paint this thing but let me just put this on a wall or something yeah yeah, like yeah. That exactly get it big so exactly put it on a wall put it yeah, on but- a table <laughs> that i get like I, I i like that too especially if i have a lot of ideas like i need to physically write it down i, I don't want to type it like i i get i get all that put it on a wall 
print some pictures. Spray paint the floor? He has to spray paint. <laughs> and, you know, he... It was, it was a weird choice. It was a weird choice. They needed to show him shirtless. They wanted to show that uh, Robert Pattinson had put on a bit of muscle and he looks good naked. Fine. Great. No problem. Do what you got to do. But it was just odd, like to spray paint the floor. I'd, <laughs> he's like, ah, you know what would help? Let me go get my, let me go get my spray paints. <laughs> but you, but you know what though? Yes, okay. I, point. I, I spent billions it. of dollars on this technology so I could record everything with my eyeballs. But I'm just gonna spray paint everything on the floor instead. I'm pretty sure Matt Reeves thought all of what you're saying through, and he was like, well, what's gonna look more visually yeah, engaging? Yeah. I think that's it right there. It, so it, it looked I think cool. that was it. it yeah, cool. look. Yeah. Cool. You're right. You know? you're totally right. Because because when they do that, uh that overhead shot, that bird's eye view of it when he's done and he's standing in the middle of it, trying to just see everything. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a good, it makes for a cool shot. So I, probably I agree. Just that I way. agree. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But yes, that part while we were watching, I was like, that's, it's odd. It's an odd choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would spray paint the floor for no reason, but, but he's Batman too. Yeah. I mean, he really don't give a fuck about anything. He's like, ah, spray paint. Like, I, he's got Alfred there when Alfred Hills up from being, you know, blown the fuck up. Uh, he'll get in there and take care of this. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but man, I know we lost a lot of momentum compared to the last time. But you know, some things I really liked with this movie too is there's a lot of like justified heroic moments for Batman in this movie, which I feel in the previous movies, there's not a lot of that happening. Like Batman seems more self-serving. Not, I mean, the Nolan movies, he's constantly trying to save everybody, but like the, the way he presents himself, it seems like he's only caring, ever caring about a person. Right, right. Like he's just caring about Maggie Gyllenhaal or he's just caring about one person. It's how it always feels. And like he'll be like, I need to protect Gotham. But like everything he does is like just blowing up Gotham. Well, I, you know what? Yes, you're right about that. Uh, especially in those Nolan films. Yes, he's That's saving I mean. people. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's saving people. and But he's, just, he's like detached from the people that he's saving. He's yeah. just very, very dispassionate. Um, unless again, like to, to your point, he's saving somebody that he knows, yeah. uh, you know, Maggie's character, Gordon, whatever, but anybody else, like he's saving them. Yes. I'm a good guy, but you know, it's almost like he's just doing it out of just, Ugh. uh, okay. Obligation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and this film, I think that's the whole point of it. Yeah. You know, from at the beginning when he beats up those, uh, those Joker thugs and he tells him, you know, I am vengeance. And then you go, but to the end of the film, and he realized that you know, when he's uh, beating the shit out of you know one of uh, the Riddler's uh, followers. After spoiler alert, he takes the fucking Bane venom and becomes a monster, and it's amazing. I've heard people say that that it is. I thought it was just like adrenaline. It's green. I mean, do you know what? I don't know what color adrenaline is. It's clear. <laughs> This shit is green, it's in a vial, and it makes him not only recover from near death, but it makes him crazy violent, where he almost beats a guy to death. Okay, look, I'm not saying it isn't Venom, I'm just saying that, because I have heard people say that. But for me, I just took it as, oh, he's got an adrenaline shot. And I'm pretty sure that they have green adrenaline. I don't think... uh, the adrenaline makers have the market covered on. No, no, it's no other venom. colors except, it's- <laughs> except, except, except clear. You know when you go clear to the hospital Pepsi, and clear have, adrenaline. You know when you go to the hospital and have green glowing medicine. You know <laughs> that typical stuff. It's totally venom. There's green robotessin. All right. 
And Benadryl, I'm pretty sure. But no, but okay. But yeah, you're probably right. Of course right. It's I, I, venom. Just, I, just, I just didn't even think about it. Um, yeah, he pops that thing in and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. This movie. It, and, but let me get back to my point. Let me yeah, get back to my yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he beats the shit out of that guy, right? Uh, and then, yeah, he, you know, the cops and everybody, Catwoman, they are Selena, pull him off. And when he, the, he unmasked the guy that he was just beating up and, you know, I think somebody asked him something, but he, his response was, you know, I am vengeance. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, Batman hears that and it's like, fuck, like, it's one of those things, but, you know, they've tackled this in other movies where it's like Batman's existence while he's out there trying to save Gotham. He's just his, so many his very existence is bringing about, you know, his opposites in the form of all these others, you know, villains and everything. And I just love that realization that he gets that from hearing, you know, that, you know, that guy say his line. And then to your point, that's when you see him go into the waters below and he's and he's helping people. Yeah. You know, he's moving that that debris out of the way and he's got the carrying uh, a torch and leading them through the leading flood. them through. Yeah. Yeah. And it, he puts he puts his hand out to the mayor first who was shot and she's reluctant. But that little boy is the first one and yeah. kind of starts to train going. And I love that scene. Cause, Me too. Because, yeah, it was like, that's what Batman would do. It's like, yeah, yes. like all these other Batman films, there's no hope. Like Batman is like a such a dour character in these movies. And it's like the books aren't like that. Like, like, yes, he's dark and brooding and he's angry and all that stuff. But like he wants to help people like he's trying yeah. to help. And this was the first movie uh, since the 89 Batman that was like, yeah, yeah, this Batman wants to help, too. He wants he, to help. He and, wants and, to he, help. And, and he shows care. Yeah. doing so yeah um he really so, yeah, gives it, a shit like the christian bale batman is like eeyore like he's just such a fucking downer even yeah. like you said even when he's helping people and this batman yes he's dark and brooding and he's moody and he doesn't have a lot of time as bruce wayne thankfully um yeah he, he's like he sees a chance to help and he's like oh fuck i'm gonna go do that and he and he almost and he tries to kill himself to save them too yes yes yeah. Because he says, you know, in, in the monologue, you know, I can't be, I have to be more than just vengeance. I have to be hope. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I love that. Oh, man. Uh, Th there's a there's a, a scene. I don't remember the wording exactly now because it's been a week. But like uh, Catwoman is fighting Falcone and she's about to kill him. She's got her gun pointed at his face and Batman is talking to her. And the, and I, I, I welled up when he said it. Uh, she goes like, he has to pay. And then he, he said, and then. And Batman says to Catwoman, but you don't. Yeah. And that fucking yeah. got me so much. I was like, fuck, yeah. Like, that's that's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that scene, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I welled up, but I can understand why, how you would or, or get close to it. Just, it's, because, it, I mean, it's... And that's the thing. Like, he doesn't talk a lot yeah. in this movie, you know? It's uh, an economy of words. Like, the words that he chooses to use... Are impactful, you know. You know throughout the film, I agree. I agree. And 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 what other thing I like too, he didn't really do a Batman voice. He did just like a little bit of gruff, but it was. And I was like, thank God, because like yeah. I could not handle another. I loved what they tried to do with the Ben Affleck with the voice changing. That's super smart. That was Kevin Smith's idea. It's super smart. Yeah, that modulator. Yeah, yeah I like that too. Very yeah. cool idea. I, that was really good. Um, but after the the. Bale voice like I don't want to hear <laughs> I don't hear any of that shit ever again oh man yeah his his voice with Batman was the worst terrible I mean I know everybody loves the Dark Knight um yeah that's just because of Heath Ledger and, and I, I enjoy that movie too yeah, yeah. Heath Ledger is amazing Heath Ledger. 
But man, there's that one scene at the end, and you know what I'm talking about when he's got Joker hemmed up like upside down, <laughs> and Batman goes into that long winded like uh, monologue, and it can, his voice and people is are so tell you yeah. that Gotham is more yeah. than you can blah blah blah. <laughs> And I remember the scene, but the first time I saw that movie, when he started doing that, it completely took me out of the moment. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like, shut, <laughs> shut up, dude. Like, you, you just ruined this, man. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen, uh, you know, the com- comedian Pete Holmes? I know of him. Okay. Uh, yeah. He, he had a show on Comedy Central and uh, I'll, I'm going to text you or email you these links because he there's a few things he did on the sh- sketches on these shows. Uh one of them was a series of Street Fighter uh, in like the HR office. That's okay. incredible. The second one was Professor X firing all the X-Men because they're useless. And then the, the third one was his version of Batman. And he and the way he does Batman is perfect. Is it's it, I mean it's definitely a caricature of Bale's Batman, but it's so spot on to how stupid and ridiculous it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll send you all that shit. It, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, please do. I'll yeah. have to check that out. Yeah, um, but yeah, man, this this Batman movie, I aesthetically it's it's perfect. Uh, you know, the music is unbelievably good. Yeah, you know, I've never once thought about buying a a, a yeah, score yeah. to a film, but you're right. And I didn't really focus too much on the music the first uh, time I saw it, but I I definitely paid more attention the second time. And I was like, man, yeah, this score is great, oh, man. so good. Yeah, and it's different from any other uh, Batman film in terms of the music that I've heard before. Yeah, uh, yeah, the guy. And I don't know his name, but he did a great job with the score. Yeah, and thematically, like I, I, I only listened to it in the movie, but I haven't checked it out separate yet. But like thematically, I think he referenced some of the Danny Elfman stuff too. Like it sounded like it was like in D minor some of it, and like I think he hit some of those notes to keep it kind of uh, similar. Yeah, which yeah. is dope. Um, but yeah, like the, such a good score. I'm not a fa- fan of like the Han Hans Zimmer. Uh, Nolan stuff um, but this was really good yeah yeah and uh, and Gotham the city yeah as it should be the you know Gotham City is a character in and of itself yeah in this film and the Gotham in this movie and I know these movies aren't connected but the Joker mm-hmm. uh, Walking Phoenix that movie which took place in like the late 70s early 80s that Gotham in that movie, I totally see how that could be the Gotham in Absolutely. the 2000s and this one. Absolutely. Like, they're so similar where you can see, like, you watch, you know, the Joker. And it's like, yeah, years from now, I totally see how that's how those cities could 100%. match, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, man. I, I really wish there was, like, some sort of negative. But what did you think of the Batmobile? Oh, dude, I love it. It's fucking dope. That's the, that's the best Batmobile uh in any of these movies, because my I think, favorite I mean, is still the Anton first Batmobile. Like that's not my favorite, the Tim Burton one. That's my favorite one still. You know what? I like that one too. Yeah. Again, like eighty nine, like, it's been bumped down. Yeah. Um, it's, it's honestly you can't really compare them because one is very fantastic and then the other is very grounded. So it's, you can't really compare them. But yeah, I'm going to though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as far as design goes, as far as design, right? Goes, you're yeah, looking, yeah. No, you're, you're totally yeah, you're totally right. different ideas. Uh, but no, I love the the Batmobile in '89. I just 
yeah, I just love the the again. I keep saying grounded, but the groundedness of it of him yeah. having this badass muscle car. This shit Mustang. was fucking awesome. And when they when they introduce it, it's like a fucking demon. Oh like you just my see, god! You just see it in the dark, and he's got the the red uh, headlights, and you just hear this thing revving, and it's like a fucking dragon, and it just comes screeching out. I was like, "Holy shit!" I have I damn expected this fucking uh Babel builder fucking chomp down yeah. and like literally attack and bite at the, at these cars. Yeah, it felt like he was. It felt like in like like a beast. Yeah, I uh, loved it. I loved it. Too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's um. I mean, obviously, it's a Mustang or, or something similar to that. It reminded me of like Chevelle Adam or something like a big. Chevelle. Yeah, it, it reminded me of the Adam West. Totally, uh, sixty-six Batman. Yeah, uh, but but different, obviously. But it was closer to that than any other. Yeah, they uh, even had like a giant seen. jet exhaust in this back, yeah. in the center of it. Yeah, yeah. I guess the eighty-nine Batman did that too. But yeah, yeah. really good. I, I hated really good. the the tumbler. The I know I keep shitting on the Nolan one, but like. I didn't like most of the choices for the Nolan movies, so like I, I hated that Batmobile. I wasn't a fan of it either. Awful. Um, and I know they. I'm pretty sure that Nolan took that design from the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. the you know the, the graphic mm-hmm. novel uh, mm-hmm. Frank Miller's, because it's like towards the end of that he has this like mechanized. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That tank like Batmobile, but it's like nah, this is too. <laughs> This is too much, yeah. you know, for for everyday travel. I'm like, come on. I know he's a billionaire, but that thing's a gas guzzler. Yeah. You know? <laughs> His you prices know? are crazy. His prices um, are crazy. Yeah, yeah. But and in the book, again, like some things work on a page that don't work on the screen. And yeah, it's if you're approaching any of these, especially superhero movies, but if you're approaching these superhero movies, like I'm either going to do exactly what's on the page and put it on screen, you're it's not going to work, or if you go. I'm going to make it so real that you could imagine it's actually happening. That's not going to work either. The, yeah. It, it's, you have to blend these two worlds. It's it, yeah. yeah. And, and then yeah. The, the Batman really does it really well. I think so too. I think so too. Uh, so have you, so you read the source material that this was based off of some of it. Uh, I, I think I mean, I've read the long Halloween. I read but year uh, one, year one in particular, year one, what, zero year. Yeah. 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 Zero. Year. And hush. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. Because so I, you know, was familiar. I've read a little bit of Hush. Was familiar with the Long Halloween, but I've never read it. Heard that's a really good one too. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was, I was floored and shocked at the end of this movie when the seawall is bombed and the flooding occurs, and it wasn't just a little bit of water. Like yeah. the city is fucking People damn near die. destroyed. Yeah, it's a massive flood. It was like yeah. some Katrina type shit. And I'm watching this like, oh. Damn, I'm like, and I'm like, we've already we've been here like two hours and like thirty minutes already. I, I don't think we're gonna get this all uh, cleaned up, you know, by the time the credits roll. And I was so I was I was I was not expecting that level of um, of damage, shame, you know, caused by Riddler. And it showed that you know, again, as this is a Batman early on in his run, he's two years in, you know, he doesn't solve the riddles in time. And yeah. And he's not thinking ahead of like, yeah, yeah, how bad it could get. Right, right. And, you know, I just, I thought that was so bold of a decision to do. And I loved how, of course, you know, they, you know, the Riddler gets low. He's already locked up. But, you know, Batman, quote unquote, saves the day. But yet and still, the city is still flooded. You know, Gotham is is in dire straits. You know, it ends with the city being uh, in martial law. You know, uh, they're talking about how, you know, 
you know, uh, they may, I think in, in his uh, monologue, he talks about how, you know, there'll be a power vacuum. Yeah. There'll be people trying to lay claim to parts of the city. And then, you know, and when he's saying that, you get the, the shot of Penguin, you know, foreshadowing his rise from henchman to full on gangster himself, you know, running his own thing. And it just left me honestly just wanting to see more. Yeah. I was like, oh man, like, what's yeah. this Gotham going to be like having to deal with this flood and all this? And how are we going to get, you know, back to, to some sense of normalcy? It was 100%. I just, I thought that was awesome. It's, it's to- same. Like, I, I yeah, I, I want all the time in this world. Like, I, yeah. I want a series of this. Like, fuck the movie. Like, just give me five seasons of this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, um, and again, I mean, like I said, I, I fell asleep when I saw it Sunday, but I saw it, it was a late show. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, the three hours, again, I, you don't, I, it moves don't feel quick. It, it moves yeah, really the, quick. Yeah, because there's there's so little fat. Yeah, you know, like you were like you know, I was I was trying to you know figure out some uh, criticisms that I have of it, and you know, I'm sure I might have some, but I mean, nothing. I mean, I would have probably had to think real long and hard about it, but yep. there's nothing that's that's that jumps out at me as an obvious uh, negative about the film. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just a great. Like honestly, it's the it's the Batman that I've I've always wanted to see on film. Yeah. And never knew or realized. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was kind of just happy with, oh, well, you know, it's Batman. It's close enough. You know, even the good Batman. Oh, it's close enough. Right. You know, it's not <laughs> right. like it's not exactly he's not exactly like, you know, how he is portrayed in the comics. But uh, I think they got more than halfway there. Right. But with this, it's like, no, this is this is Batman. Yeah. This is this is Batman, you know. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got uh, more of the Batman and less of. The Bruce Wayne, yeah, you know, because yeah, because like, yeah, even you know, eighty nine Batman is a ton of Bruce Wayne, but Michael Keaton is so fucking enjoyable to watch that you're like, yeah. I don't give a shit. The fuck, exactly. yeah, give, give me this movie, it's fine. Yeah, he's so charismatic. He's he's so good, and him yeah. and Kim Basinger is, is amazing, and then obviously Jack Nicholson just fucking chewing the, every scene. Yeah, um, yeah, that that movie is, is impeccable, and then yeah, this was a, it was just. Uh, they fucking nailed it, man. For, from go, like the the tone right when it starts is amazing. I, I know we talked about it, but that whole thing about people are scared of the dark because of Batman. Yeah. And when that 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 shit was and when that so bat dope. signal, when that bat signals in the sky, everybody uh, anxiety and nerves uh, ticks up. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I mean that that bat signal is there. It's like yeah, it's not only just a call for me; it's a warning to every that. punk that's out there you know yeah. you see that up there. i'm 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 here and it's like know? and of course like it's such an obvious thing but you just never think about that like oh yeah, yeah. like it's not just for batman to go see what gordon wants like other people know like oh fuck yeah because i don't think no other film has ever None. utilized that back signal the, the bat signal the way that matt nope. reeves does here no nope. yeah it's, it's not just the cops calling for him it's a warning too. This is it's an like, intimidation hey, tool. It's intimidation tool. If you yeah. were thinking about doing some dirt, uh, you might want to think again. You know, yeah, because uh, the Batman is on the prowl. Yeah, so yeah, man. It's um, and I was curious, you know, because after I loved the Joker movie so much, um, it's a very heavy movie, but uh, you know, I love that style of movie that Taxi Driver, seventies. Times Square, just horrible, gritty. Like, I love that shit. Yeah. And, you know, this take that, like, no, no, this is a 
a severely mentally ill person in the throes of a complete breakdown plus he's you know a murderer maybe or maybe it's all in his head like the, it's those, all in his head yeah and i love that shit too like that ambiguity and, and the, the mystery behind it I, I love when movies do that and they don't spell everything out and they're like ah, i don't know i don't know yeah as the uh, unreliable uh narrator narrator yeah yeah, yeah. and that's i you know post that because I, I felt like that was like a big statement for comic book movies of like look what we can do yeah um with a comic book movie when you get like a a, an artist to make the movie and you everybody's an artist here we're not it's not like it's not a popcorn movie it's it's an art film yeah yeah and then so this the batman was like this really good blend of like it's an art it is an art film but it's also a popcorn movie like there's giant explosions and shit that you can just easily digest plus like some depth and arc and yeah yeah, because this is probably, I mean, because there, there's definitely action in this movie. Yeah. But it's, it, they don't overdo it. And all of the action that occurs, one is good. We talked about how great the uh, the choreography, the fight choreography is. But all the action is in service of the story. Yeah. And not the other way around. Like, you can tell that they wrote this in a way where it's like, okay, now this occurs naturally. Not, okay, we had to have this set piece, this set piece, this set piece. Yeah. So let's figure it out in the writer's room how we can get here. Yeah. Versus they just like Matt Reeves and his uh, writing partner, they just wrote their story. Yeah. So when when things get gully, like it, it it's natural, it works, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Right. Well, they would have um, to like fight I, here. So they, this is yeah. not a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really dug that. And and on, I mean, yeah, this is not the most action heavy film, but it still was never bored. Everything is so engaging yeah and it's um, weird too because like i heard like a two friends of mine uh a couple the woman was saying that like she thought it was very slow and boring uh i've heard then, people say that too yeah and yeah. i was like okay well you, you don't like slow movies like that's the that's all like which is fine it's fine um i like slow movies if they're interesting and it's like like zodiac like i fucking love that movie it moves at a snail's pace yeah, but it's very interesting, and I love it. And all those actors are amazing, and I just I I love that film. Um, so I like slow movies. Uh, and then uh, my other friend, he was like, uh, "Yeah, I liked it, but he's more into like um, like he, he likes Transformers. Like he likes big, over the top okay. action movies. So he's not interested in like a ton of character development and shit like that." Now, are these friends are they comic book fans? No. Okay, so. Yeah, I. So, here's the thing that comic book films are always going to have uh, working against them is that because it's based off of a comic, there you know there will be those 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 you know moviegoers that go see this movie who are there for the explosions, the whiz bang, and all of that because like, well, it's a comic movie, right? Uh, where's this, that, and the other? It- and you know, and, and 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 they're not wrong for expecting that, but I think they go in. It's like no, comic books are more than just the uh, the action. You know, like you said, character development. You know, uh, taking your time with laying out the plot. You know, all of this is just as important as you know the uh, the explosions and the big set pieces. And so I can understand people who you know go into a movie about with the Batman 
and are sitting there for three hours like, man, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that, you know, with them not having that much uh, familiarity with how this character really operates. Totally, you know? totally. But, you know, it's, it's funny, too, because like my friend who said he didn't like it, that he didn't he didn't dislike it. He just didn't like it that much. He loves the Nolan Batman movies. And I'm like, those Batman movies are pretty boring. Like they're not they're not that exciting. They're definitely they're not, not exciting to look at. They're very dry to look at. They're dull and but very so sterile. Dull. Yeah, but he really likes them. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't like, you know, obviously art is so subjective, but like, I think objectively, this, the, the Batman, is far more interesting and engaging than the Nolan movies. Like just yeah. on, even just on paper, like if you just wrote the bullet points, you'd be like, oh, well, yeah, this, this other movie is very, very interesting. I mean, I think just visuals alone. Yeah. It beats all three of yeah. those uh, Nolan films. Yeah, visually, um, the Nolan ones are not very fun at all. Not very interesting no, at all. There's like a cool, no. like a few cool aerial shots of like that building in LA, that downtown. And then other than that, I'm like, <laughs> everything else is kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I will say, just as an aside, you know, you mentioned this friend of yours who likes the Transformers. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe we can, we can talk about this offline, but I think your boy might need like an intervention. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, I, I talk to him about this all the time. I give him so much shit. Like every time like, he's like, every time he, somebody brings up a movie, he's like, oh, I, I like that movie. And there's an argument. I'm like, he likes Transformers. And they're like, oh, okay, never mind. Like he liked the first one or he, he likes all of them, man. All, he likes all, all of them. them. He loves Michael oh. Bay. Um, you know, he so liked, do I. He liked Aquaman. Like he, he just, oh, oh, yeah, oh, he, wow. he likes, he just likes a spectacle. He just wants to see a spectacle. That's what he's okay. like. Yeah. Again, he's not I mean, interested in depth, and and he's just he just wants a well. Clearly, that that's that's, that's, uh, that's but like, just, I like a good spectacle to, too. To, totally, for me, like the spectacle has to be wrapped up in something substantial, though. Like it's like when people are like, "Have you seen this movie?" I'm like, "No, it looks dumb." Like, yeah, but so and so gets naked. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, I, I, that's that's not enough, man. That's not enough. Yeah, it's like I've, I've seen my fair share of naked, naked yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, like, oh, Swordfish is so good. Halle Berry shows her tits. I've seen a lot of tits, man. That movie's terrible. Yeah, that movie's, that movie's fucking awful. And I yeah. saw that in theaters. Yeah. Look, I like a good spectacle, but, I mean, going back to the Transformers, like, the spectacle in that, it's like, I would also like to be able to make out the spectacle that is on screen, <laughs> you know, instead of this orgy of metal and fireballs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I hate those Transformer movies. Yeah, Except so Bumblebee. And Bumblebee was good. I think yeah, the characters, right? But like they had to make him like, I'm a jive talking black man. Like they couldn't just make him a person. Like they, no, no, I gotta be. And I know Bumblebee is, is like that, but like. No, no, no. Still. I'm talking about Bumblebee the movie with John Cena. Oh, I haven't seen that. I forgot oh, they that, even made that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was talking directed, about the just reductive yeah, ignorant yeah, no, racism no. in the Transformers movie. No. It's not racism. Yeah, no. It's, it's, uh, it's just Stereo, racial stereotypes. St- racial stereotypes. Yes, thank you. Yeah, low hanging fruit. Yeah. No, no. The 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 Bumblebee movie that was directed by, um, fuck, I forget his name, but he's a guy. He he did like these stop motion movies hmm. that got a lot of acclaim. He's the son of the guy who founded Nike or is in charge of Nike. Oh. I forget his name, but no, Bumblebee is great. It's hmm. the best Transformers movie that they've ever made. Oh shit! Because the design is Generation One. Like when they are robots, they look like fucking as they did in the Dope. cartoon. Um, the action is better. The story is better. It's got nothing to do hmm. with those Michael Bay films. The only, only, I mean, Michael Bay is a producer listed on it, but no, the uh, the filmmaking was all this other director, and it was really good. And unfortunately, it didn't do all that well in uh-huh. the box office. But uh, but no, it's great. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, I would recommend it. 
It's uh, pretty good. And that mm-hmm. Haley Steinfeld, I think. She's gorgeous. She, yeah, she's in it. Um, it's Yeah, it's good. Okay. Huh. Yeah, what's the name of the director? I, I got to find his name because he's really good. Um, da, 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 where's director based on... They got producer before director. What the fuck is that? Yeah, producer. Oh, Travis Knight. Travis, Travis Knight. Knight. Yeah. So he did Kubo and the Two Strings. You ever lo- seen that? I love that movie. Yeah, he directed that. Um, what else? Career animation. Paranorman. Uh, that movie. Well, he is... was a producer on that. Okay, that movie is fucking great. Yeah, he directed Kubo, Bumblebee. Oh shit! Maybe I will check out Bumblebee because yeah. uh, K- Kubo and Paranorman are two of my favorite animated films. Yeah, I heard good things about Kubo. I haven't seen it. So good. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big into stop motion. Um, I mean, the stop motion in those movies isn't classical stop motion where you're seeing big jumps between frames. Yeah, um, it's it's clay style, but like you know, it's it's more fluid, more s- similar to what you'd see in like Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I don't like that movie. Oh, you're stupid. Yeah, you're I try. Dumb dummy. I have, I have a I have a friend of mine, uh, Amy, and she loves this movie. Like and a lot of people do. She's like a I'm a very smart person. Yeah, I, I know my opinion. I'm, you don't like uh, Joy. You don't like Nightmare Before Christmas. You don't like Princess Bride. Well, you well just, the thing is, like, you don't like Breath of the Wild. You don't like things that are just full of joy and magic. You're just. I had I had never <laughs> seen it. I had no interest in seeing Nightmare Before Christmas. But because Amy loved it so much, she was like, just just give it a, just give it a view. Just because she knows me, she's like, I really think you would like it. And I tried watching it, and yeah, man, I, I did not. Enjoy, I, I think I turned it off before. What a sad finished. life you live, B. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I Everybody just, I join get me in shaming Brian on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag B hates fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know. I know. It's it's just it's, not your thing. It's, just it's not, not my thing. thing. Yeah, I tried. Mm-hmm. I tried. I couldn't get into it. But I like fun. I like Elden Ring. That's fun. Fuck yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I got a brand new shield that I Hell found. Yeah. Uh, that's much better than the one that I had. I found this new location in Limgrave. It's called uh, so- Soilfa River or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you been down there? Yeah. Like you go down the elevator and it's like you're in this cavernous area. But it, but the but the sky it makes it it's got like stars and shit. Yeah, dude, I've been exploring that and it starts out relatively easy enough in terms of like the enemies, but I'm at a, an area now where there's like these uh, translucent, like Viking type things. Oh right right right. And they've got these giant clubs or, like hammers and some that got these crazy like lightning like arrows and tear my ass up. But what I do is and i'm doing this a lot now i'm just getting adventurous i'm like fuck it i'm going in i get on my horse and i'm just zipping through just trying to find yep. any cool shit that I can yeah get. yeah exactly I, yeah just pick up as much loot as you can before you yeah, die yeah before i die yeah that's how i got that shield and uh, i found some other cool shit in that area but uh no nah, it's it's great i do have a question though yeah about uh attribute scaling uh what does that mean with weapons okay so i i, I am I'm bad at all of this stuff. Um, okay, okay. But th- there are certain weapons that have buffs for certain attributes. And as you level up 
your attributes, uh, the buff scales up with you. Okay, so yeah, because I got my sword. Because I was trying to get my head around it yesterday. So like the sword that I'm using, yeah, I think it's got because it's attribute scaling. It's like strength, uh, dexterity, probably. Dexterity was one, and then faith or something. Okay. And then there's like these letter grades. So I'm like, <clears throat> oh right. I was a D, and now I'm a C. Yeah. So I'm assuming that the whatever attributes are underneath that are the ones that I need to. If I increase them, it'll yeah. scale yeah, yeah, the yeah. weapon. Okay. Yeah. And make and, it stronger, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, as you can upgrade, you know, you can obviously, you know, you can blacksmith upgrade the weapons. Right. And then there's like multiple tiers of that. Like, obviously, you've gotten the uh, the whetstone knife or whatever. Yeah. I do. You have to actively use that thing. No. Because it's in my it's in my inventory. Yeah, yeah. It, that just lets you use okay. the blacksmith, whatever. But there are other. I've found I found an iron knife whetstone knife a glintstone whetstone knife and a couple other ones so like you'll get to like different tiers of upgrades as well okay yeah, yeah I've got, you don't have to do anything with it though yeah because there are different smithing stones right out there um and in that cave i also found a brand new bow and arrow that's uh it's like a magical it's yeah. magic infused yeah so i can't i can't use it until i oh, get my level up your i level up yeah what uh whatever is tied to the focus um, I got to get that a little oh, bit higher. Mind, mind. Is yeah, yeah. Dude, so uh, like a, two weeks ago or something, or a week ago, whatever it is, I had heard about this thing, this talisman you can get for Elden Ring called the Golden Scarab, which um, g- gives you 20% more runes every time you kill something. So I was like, oh, fuck, I want that. And uh, so I just looked up real quick where it was. And it, it's in that volcano area and i was like oh great this is gonna be terrible oh yeah and so i i kind of found i just read i saw like a location on the map I was like okay i, I don't want to get too detailed but it's in this area so i'm in this area i get to this, i couldn't find the cave it, i knew it was in a cave i couldn't find the cave forever i'm looking i'm looking i finally find it and then i'm like well how the fuck do i get to this cave yeah and i spent like a day just like jumping and dying getting killed by things i was like, I don't know how to get to this fucking cave and then finally i found like a tree branch that i could jump onto and then jump down i get in the cave and then for the last week i have been dying in this cave <laughs> because the entire cave is scarlet rot so have you encountered scarlet rot yet i i haven't i haven't it's a build-up uh, effect that kills you, like poison or. I was gonna say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's like poison, but it's scarlet rot, and uh, so I was like, I, I have no idea how to get through this, so I looked up because I found like there was um, a spell Which, that, yeah. So the enemies are inflicting no, scarlet the rot. Ground. Oh, oh, the ground. It's <laughs> like just walking on it. Yeah. And get infected. Oh shit. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. I had randomly acquired a um, what the fuck is going on with my camera? I had randomly acquired a um, incantation to reduce poison. So I was like, oh well, then what the hell? Then certainly there must be a um, <laughs> a uh, <laughs> one to reduce scarlet rot too. So I checked and like there is, and you have to go through this rigmarole to get it. I finally get it. I'm like, great. And I was like, you know what? Let me stock, stock up on things like consumables that will reduce scarlet rot too. Yeah. I do that. And then in the cave, it's dark. So it's unclear where to go anyway. Plus, like there's only yeah. small spots on the ground that you can stand. What about your torch? So I, I carry a lantern so I don't have to hold oh, okay. it. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm doing that. But 
you have to like just roll through areas to get to a solid ground and then you have to take the things to bring down the scarlet rot and not get killed by these enemies it's so fucking hard and then finally i get to the end of this cave and there's no there's only a side of grace at the beginning yeah so i finally get to the end and i have to go through the mist and fight a boss but it's two at the same time <laughs> um i've encountered one of those type of bosses before now, in that coastal cave i had to fight right yeah 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 Th- those two guys that run around yeah yeah so there's two knights one doesn't do magic the other does magic so like i'm just i'm, I'm using my summons i'm getting fucked up and every time you die you go back to the start of this cave all the way back and you have to do this shit again so for the a week i've been trying this and like fuck like maybe i'm not strong enough so i like i bounce do other shit to level up go back same thing but at least now i can warp to the cave so the uh thursday night i um or Saturday night, I'm cooking Grayson dinner and he's on his iPad downstairs and the kitchen is down there too. So I'm getting stuff on the stove as it's cooking. I run up. I was like, you know what? I just have to do it. I run up, (laughs) I turn on the game. It loads. I run down, check on the food, check on him. It's all good. I run back up and there's a timer going for 10 minutes. I had something on the stove. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to fucking do this shit. I go in I make my way down without getting too fucked up. I didn't have to use any of my uh, magic elixirs or my healing elixirs. I'm straight. I get in there. I summons my guys. No, no, right before I went in, I I stop in front of the mist. I go, okay, everything's good downstairs. I come back up. I go in. I summons my guys. They're fighting one guy. I'm, I'm using my dragon breath rot to inflict scarlet rot on them, which is like insanely powerful. I do it like three times. They're going, I go in, hit him two times and I fucking kill them. And I finally got that motherfucking golden scarab. Oh, that's how you got it. Okay. I, f- I okay. finally got it after yeah. a week of doing that cave after a week. And, and so as you're traversing through this cave, dealing with the rot, there's still enemies that yeah. you have to yeah. fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, fi- there's, and, there's, there's, there's gotta be a tool or something where that just completely eliminates there must the rot be. on the ground, something maybe you can burn it away or no, no, no. Because it, it's it's literally it's just the level design is like the whole ground is like bubbling. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are like small spots where you can, if you can get to it, you're safe there for a little bit, and the rot will diminish slowly um, as long as you got to it in time. And it's like uh, yeah, that that, yeah. that lava game we played as kids. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I finally got it, and then today I did something crazy. I found this area. This whole area is. The, the, all the enemies uh, inflict madness on you, which is another build-up thing. I haven't heard. I, I see that on the low screen. I haven't encountered the madness thing yet. Uh, it's this area is horrifying. <laughs> I can't like I I couldn't move five inches without dying. I finally ran through it, and I was trying to get to this spot. I heard about this better farming spot, like a really good farming spot where you can just shoot an arrow at this giant monster, and it'll run off a cliff, and you'll get thirteen thousand holy shit runes yeah so i was like you know what i'm not wasting my time with my good farming spot which is like five thousand runes every minute and a half i was like it's taking too long because now it's like thirty thousand runes to level up every skill like this is just too slow man and i got bosses to kill like i'm killing i'm killing bosses like i need to get stronger so i i heard about this place so i do this little quest to get there because you have to warp there so I had to, you know, that white face guy you meet in the very beginning, who's a dick yeah. to you. 
Yeah. If you exhaust his quest line, you eventually run into him later at this place called the Rose Church in this other area that's scary. And then if you talk to him more, he's like, oh, uh, after you talk to the two, have you met the two fingers yet? Uh... No. Okay. So eventually I have, I have two finger items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually you'll okay. you'll talk to the two fingers. But anyway, you ask okay. him a que- he asks you a question about them if you answer them correctly, you'll he'll he'll give you a thing that allows you to invade other players, like their world and attack yeah. them. And it doesn't matter if you win. You just have to do that three times. After you do that three times, you talk to him again and then he's like, "All right, you're legit. I like you. Uh, here's a talisman." Or here's an item, a reusable item for you to warp to this area. So now once you're in that area, you have to make your way from one side to the other because the sniping spot, the farming spot is on the other side. When I tell you, B, that every single one of these NPC or uh, uh, yeah NPCs in this area, one shot kills me. <laughs> like I'm running through. I can't kill anything. So I'm just barreling through on torrent. I'm trying to, and I don't know exactly where I'm going. I just know it's kind of east. Right, right. You just know a general direction that you got to go. And that's the only other site of grace in this area. So I'm just like fucking whipping around. Keep dying. Two days (laughs) I'm going through this shit. (laughs) And like I run through this area and this guy like blows a horn. And these giant, giant, the size of the screen, spectral skeletons pop up from the ground. And like one hit and you're dead. So I'm barreling past those. And then now there's madness and rot and poison. It was fucking nuts. And I, c- I can't fight anything. I'm not strong enough to fight anything. What, what, what level are you? Uh, well, now, because I've been farming. But like w- yeah. when I did it, I think I was like 40 something. Holy shit. I'm not, I, I'm not even in 30s yet. I think I'm like 29. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, can, I can't. You can, if, you can, if you can just run, you can get yeah. there. And like... I finally see it, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I see the golden glimmer thing up this hill. I run up the hill that's just littered with enemies. I'm like, I'm not fighting any of you idiots. Move, move. Get yeah, out of the way. Yeah. I hit the side of grace, and uh, I, in farming, all you have to do is use a bow with regular arrows. You shoot this thing one time. It turns and runs off a cliff trying to get to you, and you get – well, I'm using that golden scarab, so it's probably 10,000, but still. Yeah. But I get 13,000, and in, I don't know, five minutes, I have 200,000 runes. Holy shit. And, you can, and, and the Sight of Grace is right next to you, so you can just hit it, it dies, reset, hit it. Yeah. It, it, it's so worth it. <laughs> it's so oh. worth it, dude. So what is this thing? Is it, you said it's like a dragon or something, or what kind of beast do you It's like a big crow. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it's like one of those big crows. Gotcha. But it's real far away, so you just have to shoot it with this arrow, and then it turns around and tries to get you, and it dies. It doesn't fly or nothing like that? It, it doesn't try to fly? I, I don't think it does fly, but it, okay. it's huge. It's too big to fly. It's too yeah. big to fly, and it just runs right off this cliff. It's cheesy, but, like, I don't give fuck a fuck. Fuck that. I'll take all the cheese in the world. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Play this. I'll get lactose dog like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a long trek to get, get to get there, but totally worth it, man. I highly suggest it. Okay. Uh, just shoot me the name of the area. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll try to find it. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, this game. It's incredible. It is. It is. I haven't felt like this about a game. I read dead a little bit, but there's not like red dead is more story. I haven't felt this way. Like where I was constantly talking about it. I remember at THQ when world of Warcraft first came out, 
all of us on the team were like, that's dumb. I'm not playing that bullshit. And then like, I don't remember who got it first. Maybe it was Jason Hughes or I don't remember. Somebody, maybe Ali, somebody got it first. And they're like, oh, it's really good. And then I got it and Bailey got it and Stephen French got it and a bunch of people got it. And we all made a guild and we're all in it. And it was all we could talk about for like a year. <laughs> like the, the, the leads had to say like no more wow talk during work. Like wait till your breaks. Cause like it was so obsessive. Where was I? Was I maybe you were already an eval? No, okay. it was way before eval. All right. Because I remember, yeah. I mean, I must have. I was around. I must have been around because I, I definitely remember when everybody was up on uh on wow at that moment. And I remember I I even tried playing. Did you? And then I was like, I don't. I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> this is this this game. This is not my type of game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I played it I for two years. I had to. I had to quit. Because it was too much. I was like, I can't. Yeah, and that's that's subscription based, right? Yeah, it's subscription based. Yeah, but it, yeah, it I, haven't, I haven't had this. I haven't had this much fun playing a game since probably uh, in terms of like open world games, San Andreas. Wow, you know, uh, high praise. Yeah, yeah. There's just so much. It's just packed and littered with so yeah. much cool shit to find. Yeah, to find. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I really dig it. I don't know how you are when you normally play games, but like for me, I'll search every room and every corner for secrets and stuff. Like I still feel like I'm a kid when I play Castlevania or whatever, and I would just look for secrets everywhere. And I feel like games used to do that a lot like yeah, when we were yeah. younger. And then in the last, I don't know, 20 years, like not that much. So they don't put a lot of secrets in games anymore. They really don't, yeah. But in all yeah. these FromSoft games, all of them, secrets fucking up the ass and yep. and, this, and in this game it's all secrets and they don't tell it you is. shit no i i i love exploring when it's fun yeah and in this game like get, going off you know the uh the beaten path i mean there is no path really but no yeah. when i'm in when i'm in an area i do my best to stay there and just scour it for everything that it's got yeah you know what i mean like i'm looking i'm going in here like does this door open no Okay, what's around this corner? Like, I think where I found my shield, I had to do a little bit of platforming in this one area where it was so, like, I'm like, can I go down there? Yeah. And I'm just kind of taking chances, kind of, it was the first time I actually, had, I actually had to do quite a bit of platforming. And sure as shit, I get behind this, this I'm just walking, like, I see a little glint, something's ahead. And there's this body, and I pillage it, and that's where I got this fucking shield. I'm Dope. like, oh, score, son! Dope. Yeah, they, so they, they reward you for that shit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you come across any illusory walls? No, I have not. So this is like some advantage if you've played like the Dark Souls games is some walls you can hit and they open up and they reveal. Oh, okay. Shit behind it, and usually you, you can't tell. They don't look any different, but usually like it'll seem out of place, like. Uh, among a wall, there'll be something right. about it. Like, I bet it's like that's okay. There's something different about this. Yeah. Okay. And if you All hit right. it, it disappears and then shit's behind it. Oh yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. I'll keep my eye out for that. Yeah. And I'm yeah. still trying to kill this tree sentinel. I got close. Uh, I was using my arrows. I'm telling and, you, man. And I summoned some, some guys to help, but yeah. Yeah. That thing is, that thing is, have you beat him yet? Yeah. 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 So I finally beat him. I've, I've beaten like a bunch of big bosses. The, the game changed for me when two things, I started leveling up my summons. I used the, uh, the 
the soul, the two, two nights, they're two nights. Okay. They're super strong. Yeah. They're super strong. I don't remember where I got them. I don't think it was that crazy to get them. They're super strong. But then once I started leveling them up, they got way stronger. And then the other thing was that dragon breath, yeah. that the, the yeah. scarlet rot thing. That was a fucking game. So when I do like bosses that I can't fuck with, um, I start with my knights and then they'll start tanking and fighting and then I'll get to a safe angle and I'll hit with the dragon rot and then they'll draw back on me. So I'll run around, drink my flask to fill up my, and then they go back to the summons and then I hit the, the dragon rot again. And by the time I hit them with two or three of the dragon rots, their health is just draining, draining, draining. And then yeah. I'll go and I'll, I'll fight. Whack them a little bit. Wait, so you can, you can upgrade these, uh, when you summon like wolves and like, yeah. Uh, where do you do that at? Okay. That's what's so crazy about this game too. Like they don't tell you shit. So no, I, no. I randomly came across this girl. I don't remember where. I think her name is Rodrika or something like that. And then I, you should exhaust people's uh, talking things. I do. I okay. do. Okay. Yeah. So after I talked to her a bunch, um, I had randomly gone back to the round table thing. Yeah. And then she was there. And I was like, oh, all right. And, um, oh no, I think I had to do that. And then I think I had to, maybe it was, I think then I went to Stormvale castle and I think I killed, uh, maybe it was Margaret or one of them. Yeah. Anyway, but I went back to the round table. She was there. I started talking to her and she was, she mentioned something about the blacksmith. So I was talking to the blacksmith and then talked back to her and then back and forth. And then eventually she moved over by him and then he trained her to do spirit tuning. And then that's, okay. that's when you can upgrade your, so you got to go to the round table. And you got to go to the round table, but it, I don't remember okay. where Once, she is before, before. Okay. Yeah. But I think her name is Rodrika. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Yes. I just haven't got it to yet. That's why I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But th those two things, upgrading the spirit summons and then, um, the, that dragon, that rot breath, that yeah. shit is magical. Sweet. Yeah, man. God damn it. And uh, this 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 will this fulfills our uh, Elden Ring talk for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, for everybody who has no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, oh well. Yeah. Get get it, get it, draw. I was I yeah. was not a uh, believer, and I uh, I am I am a, a devout Elden Ring yeah. fanatic at this point. Yeah, man. After you finish this, you got to check out uh, Sekiro. Shit, finish this. I have a feeling I'm gonna be playing this fucking game for like the next three I years. I know. I know. Maybe I'll get to level fifty by then. <laughs> I, I heard, I heard it goes up to like one fifty or something. Oh, really? Because you can start like a new game plus, like with everything that you already have. Oh, once you beat the main quest. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, I like I like when games do that, especially open world games. It's like, hey, you didn't you didn't, you didn't find everything yet? Yeah. Still, still plenty of shit out here. Yeah, yeah. It's man, this game is good, dude. Ugh. It's just so good. Yeah. All right. Well. I hate to do this to you, but I need to get back to work. Yeah, yeah. I got, uh, I'm going to work out. I got a couple groups later. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah. It's good talking to you, bro. It's good talking good to you, too, brother. Yeah, always. Yeah. Um, rate and review on iTunes. Like and subscribe wherever. Follow us on Twitter at Bombcast Podcast. Tpublic.com slash user slash Bombcast Podcast. Uh, check out our friends, uh, Pro Wrestling Shoot and Everything Pro Wrestling. And yeah, that'll be it. That's it. All, All right, right man. It's always a pleasure. Peace. Peace.
the Bombcast.